The year is 0079 of the Universal Century. With the creation of orbiting space colonies, man has taken to the stars. However, all is not well. Launching an all-out war for independence, the Principality of Xeon unleashes their assault against the Earth Federation, utilizing advanced war machines known as mobile suits. Thrust into battle, an inexperienced crew must protect the Federation's prototype Gundam if they are to survive. Do you know what you're saying? If we let him go, the Federation will... Huh? It's standing! You won't get away. I'll get you! Facing a powerful enemy, can Amuro harness the power of Gundam? Or will he face the ultimate defeat? Welcome to episode 61 of Gundam at MAHQ. That's right, bitches, I'm back. This is Soul Bro Ryu, finally finally here recording um, after getting roasted last episode by um, the general of hate himself. Don't worry, I got my vengeance plan for you, your ass, man. I can't wait. I'm sure he's scared. Oh, I'm sure he's shivering in his boot peeing on himself. Yeah, I, I hope he is. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. But um, along with me are my co-hosts. Yep. And... Emperor Palpatine. Oh, yes, you're a, back. Oh my I'm God, so glad dude. because I have a question, Emperor Palpatine. Before I'm sorry to interrupt, Soul Bro. Kill Chris. But, 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 but before before we go on, you remember last episode you were helping me with some issues that I was having, you know, about my girlfriend might die sometime in the future, whenever, maybe something. Yes. Okay. Did you decide to become? Almost, but I got this problem at work. See, I, I kind of work for this guy, and he's like my mentor, but I feel like he's hold—he's keeping me back. He's holding me down, and um, you know, I don't think he's giving me all the training that I need to get. And some of the other guys that I work with, like this ball black guy and a little green guy, I think they're all keeping me back. Um, what would be your suggestion? Because you really helped me the last time about that, and I'm going evil. It, it may work. I, I think this might be it. So. What would be, what would be something you would suggest, Emperor Palpatine? Well, with the bald black man, you have to push him out of a window of a building that's two thousand stories in the air. Okay. And when it comes to your mentor, what you have to do is you have to go to a lava planet and fight over this giant river of lava. A lava planet, you say, huh? And then you must engineer this fight and maneuver it so that he is on the high ground and has the advantage. And then you try to jump over him, and then he slices you up into a bunch of bits of sausage. And then you fall into the lava and turn into this burned-out freak. Yeah, but how's that going to help me? Well, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take over from there. It, it sounds a little painful or do you feel that this is the best thing for me for the problem that i have you i mean should not question the power of the dark side of the force but <laughs> what about my girlfriend that may die maybe could be possibly sometime in the future but from an undisclosed illness um when? if i'm a burned out freak wouldn't she not want me anymore probably break up with me i would imagine right i imagine so well it seems that in your anger you killed her <laughs> oh okay Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Well, you know what? I think I, I think I know what to do. Next episode, I'll, I'll let you know how it works out. Or you'll probably know anyways, because the dark side will tell you, right? Yes. It saves you on divorce costs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, Poor I man. believe it, but Shakespeare said, kill all the lawyers. <laughs> and then kill everyone who opposes you. And those who are left alive, you beat them down into submission. <laughs> and then have them build a massive, useless, moon-sized space station that can very easily be destroyed by filthy rebels and tiny space fighters twice. <laughs> one, one time by teddy bears. One time. <laughs> <laughs> that was no picnic. Oh. <laughs> You do not know what a scourge upon the galaxy space teddy bears are. <laughs> <laughs> like, like teddy grams, huh? So I guess you're not a big fan of them. No. I take it on the back of your space cruiser. You have uh, kill them all and let God sort them out bumper sticker. <laughs> yes. Or let them, or let the force sort them out. <laughs> <laughs> With this mug right next to the right next to the quote. <laughs> now, Emperor, I, I know last episode I. I told you that um, me and my friend, or me and you, should go with um, go out with uh, my friend Al and his friend Bernie. Um, <laughs> how, how's your how's the next couple weeks looking for you? Are you booked? You need to look in your space uh, space iPod or your space BlackBerry. I'll have to check my space Google Calendar because you understand uh, universal subjugation takes a lot of your time. <laughs> I understand, but we're, we're thinking about going to a movie, so you know. They probably block out about two, three hours. I'll make sure to call Chris Hansen. Because um, <laughs> we'll probably get some ice cream afterwards. You're a big fan of ice cream, right? Oh, my God. I heard there's this movie out called The Clone Wars. <laughs> Sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's about war and stuff and, like, faceless guys that uh, just keep fighting everybody. So I, I guess that'd be kind of cool. I hear it's got really nice special effects. <laughs> <laughs> And lots and lots and lots of CGI. And that's about all I it has. I love CGI. <laughs> and evil. I think no, there's some evil in it, too. My God. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Oprah Palpatine, for, um, for Anytime. fielding those questions. When, well, are you, when are you taking over for uh, Larry King before you go? Aren't you going to take over live for Larry King? Oh, I'll let you on a little secret. Yes. I am Larry King. <laughs> I knew it. These have been. <laughs> no! <laughs> you can't be. I don't believe it. <laughs> I always knew those suspenders were evil. <laughs> it's all part of a very convoluted plan to trick everyone. <laughs> For what? <laughs> to buy my books. <laughs> including books about weight loss. Nice. Oh. And dating advice. Well, at least, at least Larry King is skinny. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've been told once: never buy a book from a fat man. Never buy a dieting book from a fat man. <laughs> man, well, as long as he's not coming out with a posture book, we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Emperor. Well, ni- nice hearing from you again. I, I guess we'll move on. Oh man, hopefully, um, hopefully he didn't he didn't hurt Chris too badly. Nah. <laughs> Take it as Mike and all. <laughs> but um, in this episode, um, episode 61, we are having an extended talk topic on uh, the state of parenting in Mecha Anime, submitted by one of our Mecha Talk regulars, Janice Gundam. 
And um, if anything, before we get into that topic, we will delve into some news. Um, brought to you by our newscaster, Neil. Yes. Well, yes. Today is our. Um, this is our family matters uh, episode of Gundam <laughs> with the state of par- you know state of parenting and family and, and values. Shows. Yes, up in this show. That's why we bring it. It, 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 fill- it fulfills our quota to the government for PSA. So in other words, this is a very special episode of Gundam. Yeah, it's yes, like indeed. a. It's an extended PSA. <laughs> now you know. Sweet. But um. All right. First first article here and this is from mr bushido actually bushido not mr bushido i just all like right. to say that but uh all the all and this comes from the nikong uh blog spot he's got a link there i'm not going to go too much into this but check it out if you get a chance for all you modelers out there uh the next uh perfect rate kit that's going to be coming out guess anyone oh man i actually know the answer to this someone told me but you go ahead and um you will really, uh, wait 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 is is is, is, is it the Bolin Oak Saman. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the Palace Athene. Oh, man, nice, <laughs> nice. I, I wouldn't mind getting that, actually. That, that'd be pretty cool. The Palace Athene. Palace Athene was a cool suit. It was... It was it, yeah, it was it, better than the Bolin Oak Saman. Yeah, most definitely. That thing was just doo-doo. <laughs> no, it's actually perfect-grade Methus. So, for all you, fa- <laughs> all you, all you FA fans out there, especially... Does, does the, it, uh, can you put it back together very easily after it falls apart constantly? Yeah. And blowing up? And this will be the first uh, perfect grade that has a, a sound chip in it. So all you hear is, Camille, Camille. That will be the first perfect grade that's $50. <laughs> it's so cheap to produce. It will also be the last perfect grade ever. <laughs> nope. It's, um, you, you wanted it, you got it. Strike freedom. Oh. Or as they say in Japan, strike all freedom. So they just, they just sidestep freedom and just went right to strike. Yeah, pretty much. That's a damn But you shame. know that they'll they'll use all of those those uh, leftover runners in that frame to Dude. make a freedom. Yeah, oh, heck yeah, it'll be coming. I Just yeah. like how they recycled, you know, the frame of the strike to make uh, the red frame. That's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and um, and rouge. <laughs> so I look forward to that um, that that throwback that throwback perfect grade that we'll get in a couple of years. What's that? <laughs> The freedom. I oh. want to keep all the, you know, they repackage it as that. Yeah, I know. They'll do every other one, but except for that. Jesus, man. Whatever. The freedom got like the most airtime out of all of them, right? Yeah, but. Jeez. So, I don't know. Two, I, there's a lot, of, pe- there's a lot of people that like Strike Freedom, though. I guess. I'm poor, unfortunate <laughs> souls. We have yeah. no, no design taste. Man. Exactly. Well, some dead guy news. Oh, wow. And uh, this is from uh, Takim. And this is from, this is actually a source from the UK Anime News. So I'm actually going international, so oh, yeah. I take no responsibility if the UK Anime New- Network News goes out of business. Oh. So, <laughs> um, But director Saitoshi Kon passes away at age 46. And unlike our past um, anime people that have died in the last year or so, this guy died of actually uh, a disease. He didn't yeah. kill himself. So uh, you might reckon, uh-oh, he did Gynex. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't talk about a this. A lot thing. of animators work for Gynax, though. <laughs> I know, but you don't know the hell that I've had to go through. Because oh, now that I, I said Gynax, I probably get in. The, he hates some troll oh, rage. You find a cross burning in yes. your front yard. Wait, wait, was that, was that Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> troll rage. Troll rage it is. <laughs> Yoda, <laughs> tell me, what's the secret to being 900 years old and short and green? Young boys it is. <laughs> I guess that Chappelle skip was right. 
So what you're telling me is that you need the the cream of some young guy to survive. <laughs> the the love and care of of younglings. And for that caller out there, don't go to the dark side. <laughs> oh, Why? Man. Why shouldn't you go to the dark side? Because it's bad. Bad it is. Dark side, no good. Must be good. Use the power of the force. <laughs> hey, 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 Yoda! Can you do me? Can you do me a favor and repeat this line after me? Sure. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. <laughs> the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. <laughs> How did you manage to do that? Skills I have. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Stupid speak, product of Lucas. Not me. Baby talk, his, not mine. <laughs> I'm a puppet with a man's hand up my ass. <laughs> but then, <laughs> so how would you characterize Jar Jar Binks and his particular way of speaking? Racist he is. <laughs> True racist intentions of Lucas there are. What about those guys from the Twade Federation? <laughs> Asians he hates. <laughs> and people with lisp. <laughs> what about Watto? Hey, you want to fix up your pod racer? You want to race? You want to give me lots of money? <laughs> Sopranos he saw. <laughs> it was the early 2000s. <laughs> But yeah, this guy died, and um, he he died from uh, pancreatic cancer. That was like a horrible death. But uh, he's responsible for some stuff as Perfect Blue Paprika and uh, Paranoid Agent. Yeah. Rich. Paranoia Agent. Paranoia Agent, I'm sorry. So, As I well guess. as a great underrated movie, Tokyo Godfathers. Yes. Oh, I he was, did that was, too? Yeah, he, he did. Say, he doesn't say that on Tokyo here. Godfathers. Oh. He was also working on a anime before he died that uh, would with robots and such. It was supposed to come out in 2011, mm. which I'm sure they'll probably still finish with you know with another director. But yeah, you know, it's, that's quite the blow. He um, died at you know, 47 from cancer, man. Pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic that's, cancer. That's, that's dude, wasn't that what Swayze died of also? Uh, I don't no, know. No, I know he had some type of cancer. I thought he had stomach cancer. I think well, any cancer is bad. Any cancer is bad, so, but... Yeah, no, I can't man. remember. And Con, Con, Satoshi Kon, man, he was one of my one of, one of my favorite directors. I wasn't... I wasn't. All, I never got to see Paprika, but I'll go out of my way to watch it now. But um, Perfect Blue, man, I, there's a lot of visuals in that movie that still stand yeah. with me today, man. It's a creepy we just, movie. We just watched that the other day, you and me and, and some other people. We... We watched Perfect Blue the other day, and, you know, it's just creepy, I love creepy. That. What about Millenn Millennium Actress? Was that him, too? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's an excellent Jeez. film, man. UK News Anime News Network yeah, is not very ball, good. Dude. They're not very <laughs> thorough here. Yeah, Millennium Actress. As well as um, the the original uh, animated version of Inception. Oh, I mean Paprika. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he was an animator on Rojan Z. He didn't direct it, but he was part of that, that crew that worked on that movie. Oh. And, Wow! Yeah, Rojan Z, another uh, an anime yep. that that had Mecca in it. You know, you know. young guy, man, forty six. <laughs> so yeah. he was definitely through um, saw the changes of the industry. But uh, yeah, I watched one. Of, I watched uh, Perfect Blue the night uh, after he died. I just I sat down and just popped it in and just watched a little bit of it. Just uh, it's a shame just that uh, a guy as talented as him that you know we'll never get to see all the things that he would have created. Yeah, I still I still wish I had the chance to ask him what the hell went wrong with Paranoia Agent, but <laughs> I own it. <laughs> you can't hit them all out of the park. <laughs> it, at least at least two thirds of it were good. 
Yeah, no kidding, right? But but his movies were, were standout, and you know, I've, he also directed One Third of Memories too. I forget which part he directed, but um, gosh, I don't know why that escapes me. But it was part of that. But yeah, he's he's a fantastic director. It's a shame he's gone. He was, if anything, you know, he. I wouldn't say him and Miyazaki are two different sides of a coin, but you know, he was to adult animation as Miyazaki was to family animation in Japan. So you know, I just. I, I really liked his work, and I'm, I'm sorry he, he, he passed on. It's a tragedy. Well, some uplifting news. All right. On the Psycho the psycho fan front, mm-hmm. uh, remember the guy that burned his house down? Oh, do because I? Because his mom threw away his models. Oh, man, what happened to him? Well, this is coming from Mr. Jabman, and he got this off the Anime News Network. The guy got four years in prison. Oh, shoot. <laughs> they had actually requested a five-year sentence, but he got four years. Oh, and um, this is back in August 9th of 2009, about 2.10 <laughs> p.m. He burned down his house in a, in a rage after part of his Gundam plastic model collection had been taken away. According to the ruling, the man was trying to set himself on fire along with the remaining plastic models. Man. Instead, the entire 220-square-meter uh Poor property was destroyed, and the police charged him with arson of an inhabited building. Now, what makes this is really sad? Mm-hmm. He's a thirty-year-old man. So, oh, damn, um, for real? Yeah, he deserves to be in prison. Well, hold on, man. This, who, this who, is in Japan, so what do you expect? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, who did he have as his character witness? The chief Gundam officer from Bandai? <laughs> <laughs> Tomino? We love him. So- <laughs> see, pe- see, people, you love him so much, you'll 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 kill yourself for it. But um. <laughs> Now he's a, he's a he's a very um, disturbed guy. Yeah, he's, he's got some but, problems, um, man. I mean, his mother, I guess, was trying to help him to some degree, but that was the wrong way to go about it. <laughs> that guy's disturbed as that guy. Exactly. Although he should have had some, he should have had some restraint. But it's he, called tough love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dennis, you know Ooh. about some tough love, don't he you? Sure uh, does, man. Yeah, especially when it comes to culture. <laughs> Well, Gundam's a culture, isn't it? A culture of losers. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Ava. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Who the heck would believe some show about transforming robots that turn into airplanes? <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. But that's the show you're in. What are you talking about? I'm not in any show. I'm a real person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's right. You just... You just came back from Iraq. You were one of the. You were part. You were embedded with one of the, um, the 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 battalions that came back out of Iraq, right? I was embedded with the 101st. <laughs> I've seen a hell you can never understand. So what's war like? Hell. Have you seen what what, what type of things have you seen? Death. <laughs> How do you cope with seeing that Drink. much death? <laughs> <laughs> with Jack Daniels at his side. <laughs> That's how he copes. <laughs> how often do you drink? Always. <laughs> Do you ever think you might have a problem? No. <laughs> He's straight chasing. <laughs> I can stop whenever I want to. Well, then why don't you stop then? I'm starting to get worried about like you. I don't feel like it. I think you need to talk to a friend of mine. When I was, when I was young, I met a pilot who said, you can still fight while you're drunk. And <laughs> It's been my guiding principle my whole life. Been his model ever since. It's <laughs> a hell of a man there. <laughs> Why is it you think we have laws against drinking and driving, but not drinking and flying? <laughs> well, I'm I'm starting to get worried about you and your drinking, Dennis. And if you ever need any help, there's somebody I I have you could talk to. The Emperor Emperor Palpatine. He's helped me through a lot of tough tough times. 
Um, could you spare me a liver, maybe? Well, we could ask him because um, I think maybe the dark side could provide that for you. I'm down with that. Because he's telling me about the dark side, and it, it seems like, um, you know, my, my, my boss is an old shrivel guy that shoots lightning. That's a, the bumper sticker I have. The only dark side Dennis is interested in, in, in is, is that brown drink. <laughs> <laughs> so. How'd you know? Oh, man. Well, well Dennis, um, we, 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 we're glad that you're back and you didn't get hurt. And, um, you know, we'll definitely uh, can't wait to see you next episode. You don't know the meaning of culture. <laughs> I know. I know. Only you do. But it's not about, it's not about me. It's about you. Next uh, article here, All and right. this is from Wielder, and this comes from the Cosmic Arrow blog. And um, you know the Gundam 00 movie? Yeah. <laughs> what were the odds uh, two years ago that the, double o, dub, the, du- the Gundam 00 movie would be out before the Gundam Seed movie, if you would have really <laughs> thought about that? <laughs> it's like too bad you can't go back in time with the DeLorean, right? <laughs> Place a bet down there in Japan. Um, but um, that's uh, the movie in... Um, a special edition of Gundam Ace is going to be called uh, Gundam 00 Ace, and it's going to be available September 18th in relation to the release of the Gundam 00 movie. So um, uh, I'm sure hopefully somebody can provide us with some nice scans of this when it, it's up there. So, I uh, hope so. Definitely uh, look for that and look for the 00 movie that comes out next month. So, Or no, it doesn't come out next month, does it? Yeah, it does. September? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm losing, losing track here. Uh, last little episode or last little article here, and this is from the Vent Noir, and this is some gaming news from the SRW Hot News. Oh, and uh, for all you Super Robot Force fans out there, and we have many of them, um, pedo and non-pedo, um, Super Robot Wars L, which is going to be available on the DS, is going to be released on November 25th of 2010, and here are some. Um, some uh, series that are making their debut in Super Robot Wars. Who made the draft? Oh, boy. Oh, man. The first one. Uh, Evangelion, the movie. Oh, Oh, man. I'm excited already. Yes, I know. (laughs) Um, Fight, Izzer 1, Izzer 3, Macross Frontier, Lime Barrels of Iron, Dan Cougar Nova, Mm -hmm. Gundam Wing, Endless Waltz, Gundam Seed, uh, Gundam Seed Destiny, Combat Lair 5, Voltos 5, Guy King, Kotenshin uh, Jig, Mankaiser, right. Mankaiser versus the Great General of Darkness. What? Which is great. You think Mazenkaiser could fight the Great uh, General of Hate? Uh, he, he, he might lose that battle. I think he would. <laughs> uh, and then Go Danner, and then Go Danner second season. So definitely um, all those Super Robot Wars fans, uh, you know, mark your calendars for November 25th. Dang. Some cool news. Some cool gaming news for you guys. So, um, mark, mark your calendars to um, <clears throat> pre-torrent uh, Super Robot Wars L to load it onto your R4. Um, oh, no. you, you said it. I didn't. <laughs> I'm not saying it's what I would do, but I, I know it's what a lot of people would do. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-torrents away, yes. Pre-torrents get, get away. That R4, get that R4 order before Nintendo cracks down on you. I hope, um, I hope on one of these Super Robot Wars that they do, the, um, they do a Dennis... L- unlockable character <laughs> that would be great <laughs> him him riding him riding shotgun with roy that'd be that would be a great story that'd be a great storyline and you can still fly when you're drunk 
Just imagine the news. You don't know about culture. <laughs> Here I'm another. <laughs> Dude, there should be a. You know what? There, there should be a. The next Macross should be a Roy and Dennis um, <laughs> buddy cop Valkyrie show. Oh my God! How awesome would that be? Fighting crime on the streets of rebuilt Space Miami <laughs> with Valkyries. with those with those news Valkyries. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be completely awesome. They they, they can uh, definitely have them kind of, um, they're 70s-fied. Shoot. I'll tell you what, there'd be better coverage than Fox News. <laughs> but they're buddy cops. Oh, but, oh they're um, buddy cops? Oh, man. So, but that's it for the news. So I guess I will take Chris to the mailbag. Oh, shoot. I'm going to keep it uh, short today with only one question. Oh, okay. Uh, most of which are aimed at Solbro. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What'd you do? <laughs> What'd I do? And I hope, hope you didn't say from, anything bad uh, about Ava. <laughs> they come from FlameX, who says, I got a couple of questions for my man Solbro Ryu. Oh, man. Number one, since you've been obsessing and defending your men over the podcast, what about your women? Aren't there any female candidates on Power with Your Men? Emma doesn't count. I mean, Emma does What? <laughs> Oh, it's his well, rules. Sobro's women have different qualifications. First off, you know they're not the same as Sobro's men. Um, you know, I, I Sobro's I, women are men more manly than Sobro's men. Yeah, you could be right. <laughs> Probably. You, you could be right, but yeah, I, you know, there's you know just uh, the the always to me um, he likes his women strong and his men weak. <laughs> I, you know what? You might have something there, but um, she um, I mean, the Sobro's woman is usually a cool chick that's in the show that you know helps out the main character to some degree or is the main character and it's just exhibit qualities of awesomeness and you know if, if i had to use the template yeah a machine would be the template but um, she doesn't count but she doesn't, she doesn't count, count. so i got so. <laughs> i've got to go with other uh other other females then um who's this who would be who's a step below um a machine a machine who, who's it, your relief pitcher if, if a machine's uh who, who's the cy yeah. argyle to to uh a machine in this one <laughs> as, uh, as, as cy argyle <laughs> is he's always a step below your man saji crossroad oh um i don't know um if i was a real ju- stumper huh <laughs> no i mean <laughs> I, can't, I can't think I'm naming off chicks that I've always liked in um, anime that always stood out uh, to me. Um, I know y'all can't stand this anime or, or uh, have little love for it, but uh, Evangelion is Masato. Um, I always liked her character. We never said we didn't like oh, okay, it. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. God, you're like the you're, friggin'. You're not thrilled like about the people. The show. Are, we've been reading Mecha Talk lately. Uh, well, I guess I have. I've been, caught, <laughs> I've been, I've been caught up in all the anger all that was there. It got me, it, I, I sat at work and it made me angry. It's like, man, I'm, I'm raging, I'm raging here, but I'm not gonna type uh, anything. All the. <laughs> All the all the all the revisionists, all the Glenn Becks on the, uh, the mech on the Mecha talk there with the revising of history. How um, I I hate I hate I hate Ava. Oh, Ugh. let's not get into that again because then that'll lead to yet another thread about all this stuff. Yes, so let's just I can't wait. Um, no, I'm getting back to um, the question. Um, so she Heim on Turn A Gundam. She wasn't perfect, but um, I always liked the fact that she was for the most part uh, assisting um, Loran. Uh, other than that, um, Rain Mikimura. Oh, was, really? Uh, yeah, Rain, man. Uh, stand out. Stand out, uh, chick. I, I'm only naming off Gundam shows, it looks like, but uh, on oh, Macross. We, we respect Solberg's women more than we his men. <coughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. At least I, got, I get some points there. In Macross, um, I'd have to say Claudia Grant, hands down. I was Claudia LaSalle. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I have got problems. And then. Uh, um, I know that. <laughs> I think I heard Chris on that one. <laughs> Chris, I go. I, 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 I could just hear Chris snap. <laughs> I felt the connect. I felt the correction coming. Lasalle, damn it! <laughs> and then, um, 
in Macross. Uh, I'll just jump to Frontier. I liked um, Ka- Kati. Uh, Ka- Kathy. Ka- I'm saying Kati like it's um like it's double O, but uh, yeah, Kathy in um, Frontier. She was another chick that I I thought was cool. But yeah, those are just some examples of Soul Bros women right there. All right, there, there you have it, world. <laughs> the answer people were waiting for, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, and I hear the great one. This is his second question. All right. Let's say all of your men replace the entire cast in the movie Battle Royale. Which <laughs> one of your men do you think will be the first to die? Who do you think will survive and why? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I yeah, this guess... could be a topic all of its own. Yeah. Try to, com- try to compress your answer within like a minute or less. The first to die? Um, since you guys... Saji Crossroach. Co- nah, nah. The, the person you guys claim to be my man... Um, Kuzey Buzzkirk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He probably would He'd be die. the first to go, and I would welcome it. He'd try to run. <laughs> he would run and activate the 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 death brace, the he, death necklace. Exactly. <laughs> he would try to he try to break for it when they specifically told him if he tries to leave, it's going to blow up. He'd be the no, first. He's the guy who he's the guy who'd get skinned alive. <laughs> oh, by the crazy bitch. Yeah, that's <laughs> man, a disturbing ass scene right there. But um, other than that, um. Yeah, that's that's the first to die. What, what was the other win? part of the question? Who would win? Who would win? Um, who will survive? Yeah. Who who will survive? Damn. Uh, hmm. I gotta. I you know because he came through. Saji Crossroad, man. I would hope he'd come through, man. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's not a lot of soul bro, man. I can think this has you know that 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 is that badass. I and, guess it's uh, not surprising you'd have to you'd have to choose the original as as your winner. Hey, man, he's the standout. <laughs> he's the first draft pick. There you go. Such it would be kind of tough. I mean, look at all the other wusses he'd have to beat out: Cy Argyle and you know um, Shinji Ikari and, and Rivals Carmond. Rivals. There you go. And and to close things off, uh, mm-hmm. he Flamex has a question for all of us. What's that? Do you guys watch AMVs at all? If so, any particular ones you like? Oh, well, it's funny you ask. Damn. <laughs> there happens to be this one that I just love. Love. It's so amazing. It's called Bernie's Lament. <laughs> It touched me. From the sound of it, that's the only AMV y'all have seen. Touched, it touched me from the inside. <laughs> in that- appropriate places, which I later pointed out to a therapist on a doll. It, <laughs> it definitely, uh, it definitely uh, incurred the interest of the Emperor Palpatine. He liked it. Oh, it, he did. it had a, it, it had a lingering effect on me, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, out of all the AMVs, that's the only one y'all. Well, I know, I know, Paul's seen all of mine, but um. I've seen a lot of other ones too. Uh, you, it's you, the one that stands out. How is it? What? Because <laughs> it's the joke. So, so my it's golden the joke boy. One. So my golden boy AMV, the one that won an award at AFO four. Yeah, that don't that don't that don't stand out at all. Not nope. for not for comedy. To, to Queen. Not for comedy. <laughs> not, for, not for comedic value. <laughs> yes. Wow. Not for comedic value. And, on and, a technical value, yes. Positive contact don't stand out it's, at all. It's a Macross. Yeah, but we can't nope. make fun of you over it. And, and and credit is due. My tribute to Mobile Suit Gundam that don't stand out at all. Nope. Not, well, not, all right. for, not for comedic value. No. <laughs> They're good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, well no. To be serious, yes, I have seen um, AMVs, mm-hmm. uh, Soul Bros. I've seen just about all of Soul Bros. I'd say probably all of them. Uh, Bill Whipton, when he's in in the states, he usually uh, does AMVs. Yes, he does, man. Um, and of course, I've seen all the other, you know, some of the big ones. What's that? What's that? The one, the Mama said, "Knock you out." One, yes, um, that one. Crazy ass violence. By, yeah, uh, and there's there's a there's a lot Elizabeth of good Kirkendall. ones. Unfortunately, though, with AMVs, um, you have to usually weed through a lot of crap uh, <laughs> to get to the really good ones. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, all I, the Lincoln Park AMVs that you have to sort through before you get to one that's actually Lincoln, Lincoln Ball Z. Lincoln Ball Z, man. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I got one to top that for you. Uh, go for What's it. What's that? Okay, this is from the early days of of Mecha Talk. There was a guy who uh, posted about how. I'm sorry to have to like make fun of this guy, but I, I just can't help myself. <laughs> Go ahead. He posted about how miserable his life was because like his his parents were getting divorced, and you know his school sucked, or you know people didn't like him, and yada yada yada. And um, he felt that all the misery in his all the misery in his life could be compared to uh, how the Zeon can just never win. Wow. So he crafted a Zeon tribute OAV set to Lincoln Park. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. And I believe the song was Crawling in My Skin. Of course. Oh, boy. Of course. Yeah, because probably the song that most AMVs have been created to. If there was a, no, if there was the a pie chart. It was in or the in end. the end? In oh, that's the end. I think actually it was both songs. Oh, yeah. Christ. It's got to be in the end. That's the one that I've seen. I've seen everything from... Um, Naruto, <laughs> to you know, to you it, know, to Gundam. If to somebody went to animemusicvideo.org and actually tabulated all the videos and made a percentage, well, I thought they on, banned it. They do, but they, you still yeah. list them up there, regardless yeah. of whether you can post them or not. You can still list your videos up there, and if they did a uh, a survey of that, you'd probably find more Lincoln Ball Z, or I'm sorry, Lincoln Park AMVs to in the end, and um, the other one um, above all else, and, and, and then. <laughs> And then and then boy bands and and need and and and, and retarded pop acts follow up second, and then um you got originators that I'd like to put out good music to AMVs and um I won't name myself, <laughs> but um yeah there was there was a terrible trend in the early two thousands with that it's it's horrible just yeah but and anyway Chris what were what were your um, well we're replacing replacing uh Dragon Ball Z or Lincoln Park right now seems to be um. A lot of people using um, Japanese death metal. Yeah, so that's that's like the new trend. Jeez. So our Japanese pop music, even. Yeah. Um. Uh, real quick, I'll, I'll just say that uh, other than uh, crazy ass violence, which uh, yeah, which Neo picked um, mentioned, I I'll say another one of my favorite AMVs is probably, and I I know Neo, Neo and I are at odds about Ooh. it, but I like um Euphoria. Um, which was done to one of Neo's favorite animes, uh, Razafine. No, I like that one. Oh, you like that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really done. It, um, and there was... It, it, the it's the actually band. more, Frau Frau was it's actually more enjoyable to watch Razafine as AMV yeah, than actually the watch the show. Because <laughs> there was that one. It, it, yeah. They, they used, the, what, the Perfect Circle? That's the one they no, used? No, that's the one they used, uh, Frau that Frau. That one's good, too. Frau Frau. It was a song called yeah. It Must Be Dreaming. But there's there's one that's to Perfect Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, that song that was like a big hit for them years ago. But, um, yeah. That was so. a good video. I know I know what AMV you're talking about. I, yeah. I, that was a really well done yeah, one. It makes Raza. Raza if I could watch, uh, that's if I could <laughs> review Razafon that way, it would get an A. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> makes for great AMVs. Go What's for that? it. I love any and all and every AMV set to Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the best stuff ever. Oh wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Especially. Did you as, hit your head? As it progresses and Nickelback just gets wussier and wussier and wussier and <laughs> crappier and crappier. Yeah. The worse it is, the better. That or uh, the uh, the other bad trend that I like now is uh, it worked for some people, but now it works for now everybody tries to do it is uh, using a commercial from something else, the audio from a commercial from something else, yeah, and doing it as an AMV. It's like I saw that that one that was like a Gundam Wing one, the Spice Girls, a long time ago. That was pretty good. 
oh, then yeah, it's oh, like, yeah, then maybe. everybody else is trying to do, and it's like fail. Oh, uh, <laughs> so the one the, it was a trailer for Spice World, Spice World. But they sub they they, they the replaced link. them with the Gundam Wing Boys. The Gundam Wing Boys. <laughs> well, this is what made it funny. All yeah. the Gundam Wing Boys had the chick voices, mm -hmm. and all the girls had the boys. Had voices the dudes' voices. Trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> that was pretty damn funny. One of those that I thought worked uh, really well that was made like years ago when that trend started was um, it was a One Piece AMV set to the original Pirates of the Caribbean trailer. Yeah, I've oh, seen that too. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Oh, speaking of One Piece, there was a really good AMV that I saw not too long ago um, to uh, Andy Samberg's uh, I'm on a Boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm on a boat. I'm a, you know, with T-Pain. Yeah. And, and they took that song and they took like clips from One Piece and had a lip syncing to that. Evans was off the chain. It was really well made. I I, I freaking lost it on that. Like um, when, when the, at the line where he says "I effed a mermaid." That's like the, that's the money shot in that video. <laughs> that, that was uh, I gotta say that was that was a classic, man. Uh, a modern classic. So yeah, with AMVs, they're either done very, some are done well, a lot mm -hmm. aren't. And you know, always remember, please don't use. Uh, uh, torrent footage or oh. uh, fan subs to do your AMVs. If you're gonna make an AMV, <laughs> please go out and buy the DVDs or Blu-rays if you know how to rip them. That's even better. But yeah, or, go or, ahead or, or at least use uh, broadcast raws. That yeah. Yeah. Up. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. At least use those. That's if you the least you can do is track down a broadcast <laughs> raw. Yeah. You can track that down and use that, and it looks unmistakable from the actual, you know, a DVD or something like that. More power to you. And um, also use high quality music. Don't use a, a MP3 you found that has like. Um, 64 bit rate you know that. <laughs> you know at least sample the music from somewhere but yeah that's that's just me as an you know AMV that's maker like on deaf ears right oh it will and uh, we'll, we'll still see AMVs with subtitles and I'll continue to hate on them and turn them off the minute I well, see a subtitle hell every time you go to one of those contests they always say don't do it <laughs> they always feel bad because they have to let these people in and they, because, and they, and they still show them regardless and it's yeah. like come on now but uh, oh well whatever but thank you for the questions, Flamex. Thank you. Well, that pretty much wraps up the mailbag, so yep. I'll kick it back to you guys. Well, All thank right. you, sir. And uh, we're going to kick it off with our first segment in just a moment. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Suddenly, there was a terrible roar all around us. And the sky was full of what looked like huge bats, all swooping and screeching and diving around the car. And a voice was screaming, Holy, Holy Jesus, Jesus, what are these, these goddamn animals? animals? This episode of Gundam is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Right now they're offering special discounts to our listeners. Just simply go to GoDaddy.com and use the code GUN8 for 10% off any order not already discounted. Gun 9 for $5 off purchases that are $30 or more on any items not already discounted. Dot com domain names are as low as $7.49 if you use the code GUN10. And last but not least, code 20H1 for 20% off hosting plans. For more information, you can go to Gundam.net and click on the GoDaddy link in the Sponsors and Special Offers section. Don't wait too long. The domain name you've always wanted might be claimed by someone else before you know it. Register with GoDaddy.com today. End of discussion! Debate is over. You will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology! You will kowtow. You will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can Get take me... Get used to it! It's the way of the world! If you're so hot on discipline, then gun damn it, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head in charge. Come on, let's get something to eat. 
You really think you're bad, don't you? Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. This is Dr. Phil McGraw joining you live from Texas. Now I'm a special guest on this uh, podcast talking about the state of parenting in mecha anime. So I've been asked first to talk about a show called Mobile Swoot Gundam. And uh, we're going to talk about some messed up boy named Amuro Ray. So, uh, you guys, uh, what do you have to say about uh, this guy, Amuro? <laughs> well, I know, uh, I know Amuro, ha- he owns a, a sushi restaurant here, a couple of them in, in Orlando. There's, there, I've actually eaten at those uh, at my job before, so they're, they're actually very good Japanese restaurants. So and, and sushi's a very good food to eat if you want to lose weight, and trust me, because I'm a fat guy who sells a book on how to lose weight, so you can believe <laughs> what I have to say about this topic. What, what, are, what are some of those things included there? I, I guess on your weight loss thing, it would be the deep fried Snickers and... Uh, uh, burgers. <laughs> uh, deep fried burgers. Uh, I'd recommend visiting if you have a Golden Corral in your area. <laughs> you should visit Golden Corral. <laughs> just uh, just mainline some yeast roll batter into you. Well, you if, if you now this is a little bit of an insider tip, but if you eat there long enough, you can just have them bring the batter out to you, and you just suck it down. <laughs> Delicious, just like raw cookie dough. A better shake, man. Sounds like the low-fat Texas diet. I, I guess if I guess if you start at Golden Corral for breakfast and you stay there long enough, they'll just automatically switch over to lunch, so you don't well, have to worry about. <laughs> I, as a fat man, can guarantee you, it will produce results. Results, huh? Maybe not the results you're looking for, but uh, that shouldn't stop you from buying my book available <laughs> on uh, Amazon.com. <laughs> in uh, Kindle format and coming soon in uh, Nook format on BarnesandNoble.com. What about iPad? Well, you know, <laughs> got some problems with those guys, but uh, you know, anything that can make me more money, that you know, can make me even more self-aggrandizing than I already am, I will jump all over that like white on rice. All right. Well, let's talk about a Miro. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh wow chris you're back is is phil uh is dr phil down for uh for holiday in uh miami or something i, I think he was house? here uh for some uh conference about um you know how to get really far without knowing anything and uh, <laughs> how to sell lots of books to people that they don't need <laughs> 
and uh, the Golden Corral Lovers Convention. At- that too. <laughs> Even though we don't have any Golden Corral down here. Yeah. Oh. Actually, there is one in Broward County, but that's that's about it. It's not like uh, you guys up in uh, the tourist trap part outside of Orlando where there's like a Golden Corral every two feet. Oh, that sure is. And that's the only place you'll see them. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere else where you know the residents live are there Golden Corrals. They're just I only see them there. So. I don't so, um, <laughs> as as Dr. Phil introduced for us so eloquently, we're going to talk about the state of parenting in mecha anime, which is a topic that was suggested to us by Janice Gundam on the uh, Mecha Talk topic suggestion thread. So it's it's a it's an interesting topic to bring up because um, you know there's a whole wide range of uh, parenting types mm-hmm. in Gundam and various other mecha anime. Some some good. Some horrendously bad, some in between. Mm. So I figure a good place to start would be the granddaddy of parenting issue anime. Uh, that would be, of course, the original Gundam <laughs> and Amuro Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so um, why don't we kick it to you first, Paul? Uh, comments on uh, Amuro's wonderful parents, Camaria uh, and Tem Ray, and how their son turned out. Well, it's it's it seems to with um, with Tem, it seems like he just is modeled after the typical uh, over, uh, you know, works too much uh, career dad, salary man, salary man, pretty much. And now I always I kind of give him a pass because it didn't his father didn't seem as bad to me um, as the mother did. That's mm. the one that really seemed like the one that really screwed Armoro up. Because, yeah, she's just damn weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the fact that she wouldn't even um, sacrifice for her family or her husband to move up to the colony with them when uh, her, his father got transferred up there. Yeah. It's like, wait a second, you know, it's like you may not love it, but I don't think it was going to be a forever type of arrangement. So, yeah, what kind of what kind of parent is, is so horrible and selfish that, you know, yeah. they would you know, be separated from their child, you know, at a very important time of them growing up just because they don't like the idea of living in some specific place. And the, and then the thing that always killed me was when he finally met his mom at the field hospital, and she's like, I didn't raise you to become a soldier. It's like, you weren't even in the picture. It's like we... Yeah, and, and when she got all angry that he killed that guy. Yeah. And um, you know, it was like, oh, that guy could have had a family, and, and Amaro very rightfully asked her, would you rather that he had shot me instead? Yeah. And then she's like, you know, I, I hate you. You're no son of mine. It's like, what a bitch. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it's it's like you, you see the beginning of the show, and who's his mom? It's Fraubo. You know, pretty, she, pretty much. She's, she's the one cooking his meals, making sure he gets to school. And, hell, if it wasn't for Fraubo, he wouldn't even made it to the... Um, you know, to the to the um, to the area where the white base was at. Yeah. You know, the space. Dogs. Although it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because she's the surrogate mom. Yeah. Yet you can clearly see that uh, she wants him to stick it in her. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> so that just that just like takes it to a whole new level of creepiness. Are, are you trying to tell me she wasn't really in love with Hayato? She just settled. <laughs> well, you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I was just uh, just wondering, but that's He's the f- angry little judo guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was the pilot of gun tank. There you go. Yeah, put top top of the pops. <laughs> but Soul bro. 
Um, yeah, I gotta agree with you. The Rays. His 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 dad was, you know, even though he was consumed in his work, he was a father there on Moreau. And he was away all the time, but you know, they lived with each other and, you know, they interacted, uh, albeit rarely, but they did. But, you know, Amaro had a respect for his dad and, um, you know, he lived with him. Until he gave and, him that and, piece of junk. Until, um, <laughs> until, install um, this, install this module in the Gundam and let it increase its <laughs> combat ability by tenfold. And, and, until, until Amaro allowed his father to get space retarded. <laughs> and then when he showed back up, he was out of his gourd. And you know, long live the Federation! <laughs> I was like, if you feel bad for Tim, you don't feel bad for uh, Cata, Cata, what, Cata Maria, Camaria, and you know, she even what what really stands out to me, and this is not in the animated um, show or the movie, but in the novels, you even see how 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 shallow she really is in the in the novels. When uh, Amuro has that vision of her, he has a new type vision of her at one point in the novels, where he, you know, he sees her and you know, just I won't go into detail, but it's pretty graphic. But <laughs> she, um, you know, she just is not well, even hey, painting hey, a good hey, light there. Always, also, mm-hmm. we always like having graphic detail on this podcast, so you can't skimp out on that stuff. Well, she was like boning some other dude, and she's not even separated from her husband, <laughs> separated by distance. But you know, she was in the in in the throes of. Of having sex with some guy that you know Amaro didn't even you know never even seen in his life when uh, he had a vision a new type vision of her at the time that he was envisioning her. Talk about a curse of a power. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's like that's bad enough. Like if you know you wake up late at night when you're a kid to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and you hear your parents doing it. Yeah. But uh, to just have a, a a new type vision come into your head completely unbidden of seeing something you don't ever want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, it, yeah, it is exactly right. But yeah, I remember he was angsty, probably because of um, parenting issues. But he, he got through it. Um, I don't really? know. Really? Uh, eventually. What? When <laughs> oh, he died? Oh, uh, when he. <laughs> okay, in, in the in the scope of Mobile Suit Gundam, he he got he got through it. But um, hey, there are some lingering issues that that lasted Amaro that deal with women, and I think a lot of it does uh. A lot of it does come from his mom, and yeah, yeah, I'd have to say well, she he, sucked. He does seem to attract uh, bitchy women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, Belter Chica. Thank you. I was I was searching for her name in my mind. I can't remember. Because you try to forget. <laughs> man, there was someone that I forgot to mention in, in our Haterade segment last episode. Oh, Belter Chica. Irma? Man. Oh, God, I can't stand that woman. Woo. I mean, yeah, she got better later on, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I don't have anything to add about Bubble Suit Gundam because uh, Paul um, stole it. Stole it. Sorry. Just crystallized it perfectly. So moving on, here's here's an example of what clearly falls into the bad column: Zeta Gundam. Wow. Franklin and Hilda Bidan. Let's start with Franklin first because he's that guy's a piece of work. Ooh. Marie, a mistress. Marie. I think it's Margarita. <laughs> Margarita. I'm sorry. Yeah, because at the end when he's when he, when he gets killed, he's like Margarita. Well, I, I just remember that thing. It's I think it's Basque. It's like hmm, a mistress, Margarita, and then he disappears for thirty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like evil. <laughs> Where's my robe and my electricity? As he steeples <laughs> his fingers. <laughs> so, um, Solbro, what do you think about uh, Franklin? Uh, Franklin was irredeemable. He was irredeemable, man. He um, 
at first when you introduce him, you don't know how scum, how much of a scumbag he is. You know, you just realize that you know Camille wants to save his dad because he's already wrought with um he's wrought with guilt about the uh, the death of his mom, and then yeah. you you find out you know the layers unfold about how much of a scumbag Franklin is, and this, and you, you almost sit there thinking this guy's got to go. <laughs> this guy's got to go. As bad as I feel for Camille losing his mom, his him being stuck with his dad would be ten times worse. That guy is he's 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 no guy to be a parent. And you can see that you know his mom was pretty much the only parent he really had. His dad was just there. Yeah, well, yeah. she was pretty screwed up too. Yeah, but I mean, she she was a nagging mom, but she you know at least looked after Camille. She wasn't a nagging well, mom. It was yeah. one of those things where everything that he did it was it was a reflection of her. So, like, when he was acting up, she was more concerned about how it looked on her okay. than it did on, like, his well-being of, like, oh, okay, you know, Camille, you need to start acting like an adult. She was just more like, you know how bad this this makes me look? It's like, oh, uh, thanks, Mother of the Year. That was part of it, but, I mean, at the same time, I, I think she was looking out for his well-being in the end. I mean, you know, granted, she wanted him to be the son that she envisioned him to be, but I don't think she was bad. I mean, to me, I equate her to be the Tim Ray of Zeta Gundam. Yeah. She she was enveloped in her work. She helped to develop the Gundam. She was, you know, busy with her career, but she, she spent at least some time raising Camille. It's his dad that, you know, took credit for a lot of things that she did. You know, in the end, Franklin was a catalyst for a lot of bad things in Camille's life. And Well, part- for me... Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of the backwards of Gundam, mm-hmm. where I'm a little softer on her than um, than Franklin, but not by much because even though she was, you know, into her work, it's not the same as Tem because yeah. Tem that was just his job and it was the middle of a war. Yeah, here there's no war going on. Yeah, and uh, you know, as it's as it's stated pretty clearly, you know, she became obsessed with her work as a way to escape the reality of being married to an asshole who's cheating on her. Yeah. yeah. And she just became completely consumed with her work and ignored Camille and uh and Franklin. However, you can tell that she at least, you know, did care for Camille in the way a parent is supposed to, whereas Franklin is a complete louse yeah. and, you know, was willing to sell out his own son and even kill his own son just to further his own ambitions. Yeah. So it was a product you know, of the Titans. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Hilda in the great or even okay column, but uh, compared to her husband, she's way better. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a but, he's a complete douche. <laughs> yeah, he's completely just like a bastard. Yeah. Jeez. In in, in in an irredeemable way. So, you know, she's not in the good category, but you know, if I had to choose between one parent to have, I'd certainly pick her over him. <laughs> Probo, right? <Yeah. laughs> Any other comments on uh, the Bidans? No. Not at the moment. So, uh, moving on, I guess maybe Solbro wants to say something about uh, Judo and the Junkyard Kids. <laughs> <laughs> and and his, uh, his um, non-parents who are never mentioned, aside from the first episode, and are never seen. You really don't see them, but I mean, you see that their lifestyle in the, in the first couple of episodes reflects. Well, no, you really don't see them. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, <laughs> don't, you don't see them at all. You don't, you don't even know if they have names. <laughs> Hey, you really, really don't. You really don't see them. I mean, they're just they're briefly mentioned on the fact that they went off to do some job and they never came back. And you know, they're pretty much Judo and his sister are, are abandoned kids, they're, and they 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 live with the other junkyard, the junkyard kids. kids. <laughs> they they pretty much make a living on their own. They don't go to school. You know, everything Camille not Camille, but Judo learned was pretty much from the street. Well, she went to school. He did. she went to yeah, school. Went to yeah, school. but um, he he didn't. He just he had to make he had to bring home the bread, man. He had to bring home the paper, man. Yeah, he he was in the junkyard with the kids. He was in the junkyard. 
hang out with the junkyard kids. <laughs> but I mean, even without but parents, I, I could just hear the music now. Judo and the junkyard kids. I just, I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of coming at you. I'm thinking of the Fat Albert over opening. <laughs> That BS where uh, the, the Cosby kids and all that. But, so uh, who's a cantankerous white comedian that can be standing for Bill Cosby? <laughs> well, you know, judo in the no. boy in the junk Man, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need a comedian. You just have Tomino. <laughs> <laughs> Tomino doing those asides? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and but was, all, his bitter, all his bitterness back in the 80s, man, that would be the best. Mondo and Beach again. <laughs> just, they, they again... Uh, uh, betray judo, but judo has a good guy, says it's okay, guys. <laughs> but man, but no, it, it, even though even though without parents, judo. That's a lot of com- that's a lot of comments about no parents. Hey, hey, <laughs> he turned out to be a level-headed kid. I mean, he had some issues, but for the most part, we're talking about his parents. Hey, it, <laughs> we're talking about the product of the parenting that wasn't there for judo and his sister. They turned out to be and good kids in the end. Kids. And the and the junkyard <laughs> kids. But that that's all I got to say about that. Okay, so uh, now this is this is a good one for for parenting. Shar's counterattack. Mm. Oh Jesus! Because we got two sets of parents here that uh, that that are worth mentioning. Let's uh, not go with the most obvious. Ah. <laughs> so let's look at uh, the pariahs. Oh. Oh wow! Talk about um, your typical materialistic uh, wealthy people that are only trying to get up through the ladder. And you know what? What was it? Just like um, just like uh, Franklin B. Don. I mean. Had his mistress on the side. Hanging out, out with of, the mistress blaze it brazenly in public. Out yeah. of control daughter who's biting the mistress. And, I mean, it's just... Uh, and hanging out with a bunch of hippies. Yeah. But, They're yeah. getting clubbed by the sea police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> police. So, yeah, not exactly... Uh, not exa- Makes you kind of wonder if he gravitated for and stuff. And was looking for some daddy... Uh, had some daddy issues because... Uh, Usually the young girls like that with the daddy issues to go after the older men. So hey, but. it's like it's like Howard Stern always asks the strippers on his show, "What did your dad, what daddy do to you?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Kinda. Yeah, I gotta agree. Um, she he she didn't have much of a father. I mean, even though um, he did take her along with the, on his trips and whatnot for um for for what he did. Yeah. But come it, with me and my <laughs> mistress. Come with me and my mistress who can't stand you to I space. Mean, the, the cat. <laughs> The cat was scandalous, but you know he 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 did spoil her, and that was part of the problem. He didn't ever discipline her, but then again, he didn't live much of a disciplined life. So you know he led by example, and she turned out to be just rotten to the core, <laughs> and aptly so. But yeah, I, I I can't think of much of her or her parents at all. Okay, so um, any comments, Paul, on uh, other comments on the pariahs? No, not really. I mean, he ends up being dead, so. <laughs> that, that. I definitely would put them in the in the bad column. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah, bad. Yeah. Now the, moving on to something. No, go, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying the mom was as short as the mom was in there too. She was just as bad too. Yeah. As um as her father. So. So moving on to someone that's a little bit more complicated, <laughs> the Noahs. Oh boy. There you have an example of parents who can simultaneously be successful and a failure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You've got uh, you know. Chamin, who is a totally normal, well-adjusted girl. Obeys her parents. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Hathaway, who is just a whiny, useless little punk bitch. Yep. <laughs> As I have said many times, a very clear example of the apple falling very far from the tree. Yep. 
I mean, which wasn't evident until Char's counterattack, because you know. Yeah, because he seemed like an okay kid when he was in Zeta. Yeah, he was uh, eight years old. <laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, I guess not much room for error then. But um, well, I, I, it brights the brights the very interesting study because here you have a guy that served as kind of a surrogate father for so many of the different kids on the Argama and mm-hmm. then on the White Base and stuff, but yet you know, and help them through their tough stuff. But yet his kid, because dad is off helping these kids and helping win wars and save humanity, uh, ends up just being a complete knucklehead. (laughs) I guess uh, that's what happens when uh, you spend a year hanging out with uh, Judo in the Junkyard kids. Yeah. Well, (laughs) he said your own kid. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, and and Mirai, she's just the faithful wife to the end, almost too faithful because you kind of feel bad for her while they're, her and poor Chaymin are trugging through the Chinese desert. Just <laughs> utterly failing to get to any safety. <laughs> as uh, as Axis is about to fall down on him. So it's like, oh, poor and, woman. And Mirai's interesting, too, because she was a surrogate mom to a lot of the kids on the white base, too, uh, during the one-year war. And yeah, but she knew when to get out. Yeah, she did get out. That's <laughs> the thing. And she left them. She left those kids to Frau Bo. <laughs> yeah. It's like Char- I'm Frau. She <laughs> left those, those junkyard kids to uh, somebody else. All war orphans go to Frau Bo. I'm going to have kids of my own. I don't want any of these war orphans. Goodness. <laughs> she, went, she went to the general hate school of thought. No war orphans for me. Damn. Oh, wait. We got we to gotta rewind to Zeta Gundam again. Oh, your boy Cots, man. Yeah, fucking Cots. <laughs> Actually, I think they were great parents because they allowed him to do what he wanted so he could die sooner. Hey, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and two hey, out of three. Two, the other two brats were okay. They they knew better than to want to jump into mobile suits. They uh, yeah. they obviously were paying attention during mobile suit Gundam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they went they went to Japan and chilled. It's like we're just going to Japan, man. We 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 laying low. They were multi they were multitasking and they were watching what was going on while they were running around the white base banging pans and stuff. <laughs> and let's you know he was he was the he's the black dude. He knew to stay out of he knew to stay out of mobile suits. He yeah. didn't want to die. I ain't, I ain't gonna get no mobile suit. They're gonna make you die. Like, no way. <laughs> Is that the way he talked? <laughs> I don't know. I don't recall that in the top. <laughs> I don't. I can't really remember what he said. I don't yes, think sir, he said Mr. Much. Charles. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he sounded like Carlton. <laughs> Sorry, he sounded like Carlton. Are we going to complain from the NAACP now? <laughs> oh, jeez. So, attention, NAACP, send any and all complaints to neomhq at gmail.com. Well, this is how you get out of it. Solbro, were you offended? Oh, no, not really. There you go. <laughs> so Yeah, but, but it doesn't matter because someone, possibly a white person, will be a, will feel offended on your behalf. Oh, yeah, that's oh. right. The uh, the needs of one outweigh the needs of the many, right? <laughs> it's the reverse uh, Spock. The reverse uh, Spock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But. So jumping back forward to the uh, the UC timeline, um, F ninety one, the oh. the Arnos, uh, Leslie the man, and uh, Monica, uh, with C book and the Frontier Kids, <laughs> Monica aka uh, transvestite Camille. Yeah. Oh Jesus, <laughs> cat's cradle. Um, <laughs> this is kind of this the re- really complicated computer can all be summed up in a dumb little thing with threads. This is kind of the reverse of the previous protagonist because, you know, the dad was not really the, he wasn't really the engineer guy. Mm-hmm. It was more he was, or less. He was, he was like the Mr. Mom guy. Yeah, he yeah. was Michael Keaton. He and, was Michael Keaton. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> you know, so. Except that Michael Keaton didn't die. Yeah. And I, 
Seabook's dad seemed fine. Uh, he sacrificed himself. Actually, pretty much got killed by Seabook. Um, mom, you know, it's just one of those things where the sh it's just a movie. It's so short that you, really, you really can't get too much of a sense that they were really bad or uh, good in either in other either way. I mean, I think you get the impression that you know she's away because her work is important, but not out of a desire to neglect her children. It's like you can yeah. see once she shows up, you know, and she's sad about her husband dying, you know, and she's concerned about her kids. You can tell that she loves her kids, but that her work just keeps her away from them. But it's not like, you know, she doesn't care about her kids. So I think I'd put her in, like, the good column. Pretty much, yeah. And I from what say. you see of, of Leslie, you see that he's, you know, um, you know, the father who's working to support his kids. And, you know, he... Um, Dedicated to helping people, like as evidenced by the fact that when they're all escaping, that he stayed behind from escaping in the uh, that shuttle pod to help that one little kid that showed up. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so you know, I would put him in in the good column too, yeah. from what little we see of of the two of them. On the flip side, <laughs> <laughs> finally we have two. <laughs> finally we have two column. sets of parents, <laughs> and that would be the old Ronas. <laughs> Iron Wuss. Oh boy. Iron Wuss and what was the wife's name? I think it was Nadia. Nadia and then uh, Breadman. <laughs> yeah, Breadman. <laughs> now that's just a, it's just it's just so it's that that whole relationship and all that it's just so Tamino. Yes. Mr. Sunbeam. Yeah. Cuz this woman who's like she runs away to hang out with some dirty breadman. She pretty much has no presence in uh in the uh, the movie at all seems to have like no ability to say or do anything to stand up right. to um to her, her her actual husband mm -hmm. and then you got um you know uh, iron iron mask who basically is just you know a whiny pansy who had to put on a mask because he got cuckolded by a bread man yeah <laughs> and then you have a, then you have a bread man who's just a wiveling sniveling little termite that just is looking to you know, bring him, you know, do whatever he needs to do to up his status within the Rona uh, Foundation or whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a wonder that, that Cecily turned out as well as she did with parents like that. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty and much. And you don't see much of her brother, but uh, even though he's on the antagonist side as sort of an ace pilot type, he doesn't seem like, uh, you know, one of these, like, evil guys who just enjoys causing havoc and destruction. He's exactly. just out doing what he believes is right. He was brought up in that side, so it's sort know. of that aristoc you know aristocratic you know aristocrats are best. We know what's best for you. Yeah. Sort of uh, Romafeller Foundation technique. Yeah, that elitist vibe. Yep. So, any other comments on F ninety one? No, it just. Uh, How'd you like that assassination attempt, oh, Soul Bro? I love it. I, I love the um, favorite parts of Gundam, isn't it? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the best headshot ever. <laughs> too bad, too bad that it. Good, I give him an A for effort, but uh, an F on um, execution, liability. Yeah. If it was Gogo, he'd have been dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it has for sure. <laughs> he just sniped him from another colony. Ooh, from a whole <laughs> with battleships in between. While having sex with three women, right? <laughs> and having the same expression on his face. <laughs> stone cold dead. <laughs> he's stone cold he's stone cold, man. Jesus. <laughs> but so uh here's another set of, of parents of uh, victory. Mm. Oh. 
Uso and the Planeteers. <laughs> so we, we have uh, uh, Hangelg Evin and uh, Mueller Miguel. What, what, what do we got to say about these parents? Heads up for the mom. <laughs> um, damn. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, his mom seemed okay, but yeah. it was just a... I don't know. That's... That show is classic weird Tamino too, because it's like it, that that whole kind of vibe with them being separated from those kids and everything. It just mm-hmm. seemed really strange. The dad, he was just a glory seeker. That's all so? he was. Yeah, I, it, he was trying to do what he could, but you know, I think sometimes yeah, you got these young, got these young kids. I mean, this is the first time that they're really young. I mean, yeah. Uso was what twelve or thirteen? Twelve, man. thirteen. So prepubescent, man. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's um. I would kind of put them in the middle. I don't necessarily see them as bad, but I don't necessarily see them as good either because they were definitely um, there were definitely some issues there. I think one of the most heartwarming parts of that show is when Uso was reunited with his mom. Yeah, and then you know the, Tomino pulls those heartstrings when he uh, goes off with her head. Yeah. <laughs> off with her head. <laughs> the true queen of hearts, man, Tomino. T- Tomino's Tomino's <laughs> like. Um, Okay, everyone, here's going to be some happiness. Enjoy it. So it's not going to last. It's a brief oasis for yes. all, the, <laughs> all the tragedy that's to come. <laughs> now, speaking of other parents, uh, we do see briefly at the beginning of Victory, uh, Katagina's dad. Yeah. And given that he's like pretty much a dick, is it any surprise what his daughter turned out like? Oh, not, not at all, really. No. Well, Thomas's father was pretty good, too. Yeah, Thomas and Odalo's father. Oh, uh, Thomas and uh, Masaryk. Tomash and, uh, Tomas and uh, oh, n- Ma- oh, the other kid. Yeah, yeah. okay. The other kid, Masaryk or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he was there along for the ride, and you know, hey, both of his sons managed to survive the war, so yeah, yeah, they got a free pass, and he kept encouraging him to go after the girls. Hey, man, That's what I thought re- was pretty cool. Responsible black dad. Yeah, he was like <laughs> very rare in anime. Very yeah. rare. <laughs> so. <laughs> kind of put him on the good side. There you go. Definitely put him on the good side. Before we uh, move on from um, from UC, we got two little things to hit up. Uh, 0080. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, man. Um, little little Mr. Hot Pants himself. <laughs> hey, you said it. <laughs> I, uh, I I was telling Solbro that his parents remind me of Pokemon parents. <laughs> Where Pokemon parents will let their ten-year-old children just roam the countryside with like dangerous animals, <laughs> dangerous and, get animals. <laughs> and stuff. I mean, his parents seemed pretty okay, and I get you know the the whole thing with them was they were just kind of dad was like just typical Japanese salary man, and mm-hmm. you know mom was typical homemaker. But the fact that this kid's running all around this damn <laughs> this uh, colony with mobile suits running around with mobile suits flying out of the sky and, and crashing into things. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't oh. exactly uh, in, in, exhibit uh, smart parenting. So, but you know they they do well. That aside, they do seem like just very typical parents. Like, yeah. you know, they're going through a rough patch. The dad's away working. Um, you know, the kid he's at that stage where like everything the mom does just annoys him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's and, growing up. Yeah, so the another thing about them really they they probably seem to me in Gundam to be the most typical. Of of parents, at least in uh, in UC and probably for some of the uh, the AUs as well. Yeah. So, uh, to 
Oh, Go God. ahead, sorry. Hell, his dad doesn't even show up until the last episode, right? Reading the paper. No, his dad was in the first episode. Yeah, his oh, dad was yeah. in there, too. He was in the first yeah. episode, and then he was gone for quite some time, and then he shows up at the end. That's right, reading the paper. Yeah. But go ahead. So to wrap up uh, UC Gundam, we should uh, mention Gundam Unicorn. Oh, yeah. So uh, Banninger Lynx, obviously his mother's you know already dead before the show begins, so we only can go by uh, what we see in this first episode of Cardius Vist. So, uh, comments about Cardius? Uh, the old uh, typical, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm putting the good of humanity before the good of my family <laughs> type of deal. But I'm watching you from afar. But I'm watching you from afar, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, I mean, I, I think he's, you know, he's just, he's looking out, he's seeing the big picture, but he's forgetting that, you know, when you have a kid, that kind of changes a little bit. You need to f- focus on that picture, too. Yeah. And it's kind of unfair that Banniger's got to find out who his father is while his dad's dying inside the Gundam oh, the that pro- they built. The problem with Cardius, though, is he was saddled with a huge responsibility of running that foundation, which has been around for many, many decades. Oh, God, God knows how long that foundation <clears throat> was around. And so he was saddled with running it because well, it's his, his father. Yeah. Since the big, at least yeah, the beginning of the UC, but you know he um you know, he took that responsibility and had to had to run the show because his own father was ailing or was it his grandfather I forget which but um if anything I I don't know he at least tried his best to look out for his son he kept him at a distance but he he tried to help him out and he even tried to get his son out of it I guess at one time by having his mom go away I I forget the, the details of what happened there but. You know, I I see him in a good light. He's not the perfect parent, but he he was an okay guy, especially. I in the think end. I put him probably in a good column because I think um, the reason he sent his son away and his wife and put that distance is because he didn't want his son, and he might have even put it in these words that he didn't want his son to become like a victim of destiny like him. Yes, know? yes, indeed. Yeah. Because I'm sure he didn't want to be caught up in this whole role of all of this stuff with the Vis Foundation and all this crap that's been going on for decades, he probably would have enjoyed living his own life, you know, and being with his wife and son and, you know, he you know, a plan like this has been going on for so long, it might have it might have even gone on beyond him. And I don't think he wanted Banniger to um fall into that same lifestyle. Pretty much, yeah. And and to be caught up, you know, living this destiny that's, you know, shackling people of this family for decades. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you when you when you when you describe it that way, he he ends up being a, a much better parent than most people would initially see him as, and yeah, I'd put him in a good column too. Better than uh, Franklin Bidon. Oh. <laughs> so moving on to uh, the Ultimate Universes, uh, starting with G Gundam, the hey, hey. the Kashus. Heck yeah, those parents were really. Uh, you know, we didn't get to see much of them because you know they fall victim to uh, Carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> being frozen in and, it, but, and death and 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 death but if, if anything they seem to have a loving household for for domon and his brother what was his brother's name again um kyoji thank you thank you how could you forget kyoji <laughs> but yeah i mean they were in a loving household i mean if anything you know domon after the loss of his parents he became very enraged and and and, and um Especially at his brother, you know, it broke his household up, and um, you know, you can see how much they meant to him, and that—that's pretty much all I could say about his parents. They seem to be cool people. Well, the the thing about it is, is you know, his father did the ultimate sacrifice of uh, 
you know, taking the fall for his brother <laughs> for stealing the devil Gundam. So, um, yeah. And, and then you see at the end when his dad gets released from, you know, from frozen stasis or whatever that, you know, um, his dad's there for him, but he also realizes that Domon's a man and, you know, he's there to support him and everything and, and help him at the end. So I would definitely put him in the good parent and, yeah. and even, uh, Rain's father. Oh yeah. Uh, to an extent. Um, even though he got caught up being part of the reason why Domo's dad got frozen, <laughs> but in the end, he you know he was always there for her anyways, and um, you know he might not have been a great person when it came to that, but he seemed like a pretty decent parent Very to true. her. So I would say the the Kashu family is probably one of those rare families in Gundam and in Mecha as a whole that is completely normal, but has all of these tragedies befall it through no fault of their own. Right. You know, if it wasn't because of um, Rain's dad being a dick and uh, Ulube, you know, nothing would have, none of, none of that would have ever happened. You know, they just would have been a normal family, you know, with, uh, you know, Papa and uh, Kyoji developing Gundams to, you know, help revitalize the Earth. And Doan would have just been, you know, a dumb fighting guy. Mm-hmm. And they all would have lived happily ever after. Pretty much, if anything. So, uh, moving on, this will be an interesting one. Uh, Wing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously we should mention that, you know, Heroes of War Orphan, so that just, that just squares him away. Yeah. Pretty much. As, as is Duo. Mm -hmm. Um, Wufei, maybe you could count as a War Orphan because his wife got killed in Episode Zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, Troa, he's a War Orphan. Catra becomes a War Orphan. Oh, it certainly does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so his yeah, yeah. his dad seemed okay but was too damn idealistic at the end <laughs> gotta say wasn't really looking yeah. at the big picture i think and um you know his dad was kind of like a a, a proto um proto uh lord atha yeah yeah our our, our low our low I'll rent. burn in the fires of my idealism and accomplish nothing <laughs> yeah and make and make my family especially my son who you know is trying to do something for the world Instead of just laying down and letting these people do what they want, I'm going to just ostracize him and make him feel like crap, especially and, and when I die. Lead him to go cuckoo for cocoa nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was probably correct. He wanted those cocoa, cocoa nuts, nuts of uh, Troas. Let's uh, play some music together. Oh, God. But I mean, then what about, uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, his dad seemed like a low-rent uh, uh, Zeon Daikun, kind of, also. Just... You know, just 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 it just didn't come through as strong. But um, uh, what were your thoughts on on that guy, Chris? Or did pretty much you already said your your piece on that? Pretty much, you know, he just, you know, too idealistic and and not able to look at anything beyond the bounds of his idealism. Mm. I guess that would bring us to Relina's dad. Oh man, <laughs> um, he seemed like a pretty good father. Uh, you know, having to deal with her as a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, you know, even before she becomes, realizes that, you know, she's really in a peacecraft, she's kind of a, a pain in the ass. So, and, you know, he unfortunately, he's, he's, he's kind of the opposite of Catcher's dad. He's trying to do what he can to change things. He's a politician. He's not fighting, but at least he's not sitting on his hands. Yeah. And of course, you know, um, everyone's, Dies for it. Yeah, everyone's favorite bitch, uh, Lady Un, you know, kills him, <laughs> kills him with Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course he does the old before you know the old anime death of <laughs> that I, I, i'm i'm gonna die but i i'm 
I have enough life in me to tell you this whole this very thing, this very important story of back, um, you know, 20 years ago, there was this war, and then they're in this war. <laughs> so, but I, I'd put him in the good thing, and her mom too, because you know she um, she encouraged Relina to do what she wanted, and told her that too. You know, just because you're not biologically our daughter, you're still our daughter. So yeah, you can you can tell that. Even though they are both very briefly in the series, that they love her as though she were their own daughter. Yeah. So. But. So uh, I guess that takes us to Gundam X, which there really ain't much to say because uh, Garrett's a war orphan. Yeah, they're all war orphans. Hey, it's hard not to uh, be in that world. <laughs> well, you know, we we should mention, you know, uh, Wits, who who does have parents, and there's a whole episode oh. about um, yeah, about his mom and and raising her family, and uh, you know. Him being pissed off about her shacking up with some guy mm-hmm. and uh, telling I, it to the bartender who he's unaware is that guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But you know, her his mom seems like you know typical loving mother putting up with the best situation of raising all of these kids in this post-apocalyptic world, and you know, this guy that she's shacked up with, he seems like a stand-up guy. So can you, can you really be good or bad parent in post-apocalyptic Earth? I mean, it's a good point. <laughs> it's kind of. I dope. guess. I guess just giving giving the little brat enough food to live is is would qualify in that world as being a great parent. If they make it to ten, you you you've, you know you you've accomplished the world. You pat yourself on the back and send them out in the world. Exactly. <laughs> well, you're grown ass man now. You got to leave. Like yeah. like like pokey parents. By, by and by grown ass, I mean you're six years old. Yes. You must go wander the wastelands and find mobile suits. Live off of two-headed snakes. Gundam, I choose this. you! <laughs> oh, exactly. Man. Any other comments on uh, Witz's mom no. and his uh, stepdad? Not at no. all. I guess that takes us to another series that there's very little talk about, Turn A, because um, Laurent, um Parents are never even mentioned. Nah, but the the Heim only the Heim family really seems to have a oh, Soshi's uh, dad. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the Heim the Heim family have Soshi's dad, who's yep. a p- pretty cool guy. Or not Soshi's dad, but um, um, Meshi's dad. Oh yeah, that's right. Mr. But Soshi's dad's there until he yeah. dies, and yeah. her mom goes nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely cuckoo, and, and stays nuts the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you, you do have Meishi's dad, who was just, it was, he was throughout, you know, he was dotted through the series, but he was there, and you know, you, oddball inventor, oddball inventor, but he, you know, he did look out for his daughter, so that was, that was, that that puts him in the good column too, I believe, but, you know, but his daughter was practically grown by the time the series started, so you know, she, yeah, was, so, but, and uh, does Soshi's parents say anything about how the way she turned out, as well as how <laughs> her sister turned out? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, I, I would say. Is, you, can, uh, you can sort of see that Soshi is the spoiled bratty baby. Yeah. yeah. She's got a lot of mom in her, too. When, <laughs> you know, kind of going crazy, especially when her dad dies, where, you know, uh, Kiel kind of takes it in stride, realizing that, you know, it's you can be, you can have grief, but you can't sit there and blame Laurent <laughs> because he's Moon Race. <laughs> oh, Kiel takes a lot of things in stride. Yeah, well, you know. She was real laid back for certain. Exactly. <laughs> She's. Especially for daughter. someone who, by all accounts, should be uh, uptight, stuck up, yeah. rich little bitch. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's actually Soshi. <laughs> so the tomboy. How did that work? <laughs> so I, I still like I guess, Soshi though. Damn it. But go ahead. I guess we should uh, move on to uh, Gundam Seed and Kira Yamato. Kira Yamato, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. 
I will join Zaf. <laughs> I'm gonna protect my friends. Um, his parents. Honestly, um, we we see both sets of Kira's parents. Uh, let's start with his actual parents. Um, uh, Ulin, Hibiki, and whatever that woman's name was. Yeah. Basically, looked like a Preggers Kagali. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what am I saying? Everyone looks like everyone in seats. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes, that makes no difference. Except for Moo and uh, Lacruce. It's like two <laughs> the degrees. The ones that don't look like any of the other ones. It's like two degrees of separation in the art style of that show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to um, Kira's real parents, his, his real dad. You know, comes across as pretty much a dick. Yeah, yeah, just self-absorbed scientist. Dude. Self-absorbed science guy doesn't care about anything. You know, willing to use his wife as a test tube. Yeah, pretty much. And she was just poor woman caught in the middle, and <laughs> you know, yep, and probably just ended up dying. But and then his adoptive parents or what seemed okay. Seemed like it, some... for for all two seconds that they show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when the archangel goes to orb, mm-hmm. they seem okay. You know. Same sort of same sort of thing like with Relina's parents, you know, that you can tell that they they care for him as if he were their own son, even though he's not. Exactly. Um, but realizes he's got something he has to do, and they're not going to stand in the way to, of him to do it, you know. So. And uh, comments on uh, Lord Uzumi, aka Lord Self Immolation. <laughs> Kagali's dad. Uh, he another just he's another guy who was caught up in his principles. Although he was a he was a kind and caring dad to Gagali and and inspiring for her, you know, for the most part, you know, he, he, he was a good dad because he, he put was, up with her crap. Yeah, hey, you know, there you go. But but he's also kind of a poke parent because yeah, that's girls hanging out in the desert with a bunch of like dirty rebels and mm-hmm. gorillas. <laughs> that is or true. Or she's just hanging out in space colonies and. This guy's got like no clue where the hell this chick is. Winds up on the uh, the super secret alliance Battleship. ship that everybody wants <laughs> to freaking blow up, even the alliance themselves. And, and is piloting, uh, you know, uh, fighter jets. Yeah, <laughs> and, and pilot and brings it to his uh, neutral Don't country. Step. That yes. that basically once it's there, everybody's like, "Oh, well, you're in the war now too." So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of classify him as a poke parent. Yeah, I, I that is po- true. Poke I think, parent. I think you just coined a phrase, man. Poke parent, man. Yeah. Welcome to uh, I, that. That'll be on tropes. Uh, TV tropes next. <laughs> as will hopefully judo and the junkyard kids given as many times as we mentioned it. <laughs> so uh, other parents, uh, the Zalas. Yes. Especially Atherin's dad. That guy is a piece of work. <laughs> Atherin's mother, I was of course, more huh? piece. Of, I was thinking a piece of something, but not work. <laughs> well, you know, the, the the thing that seems kind of sad about the Zalas is that well, you don't see Atherin's mother because she's already dead. But yeah. I'm sure she was probably okay. The thing you can sort of you sort of the vibe you sort of get about Atherin's dad is that he was a guy who was driven mad by his grief. Pretty much, yeah. He doesn't seem like he was always like. A wacko genocidal guy. Well, you see that with um, you see that with uh, Atherin. You know, when Atherin finally finds out that like, oh, this is a war of annihilation. Atherin's just kind of looking at his dad, like, you know, wait a second. It's not even the fact that it's it's shocking that I say this. You, you kind of get the sense that he couldn't believe that this is coming out of his dad. You know, yeah. so and you see his dad get progressively worse as the series goes. Oh yeah, definitely. So that sort of makes him obviously he goes into the bad category because he wanted to destroy Earth. Very much so. <laughs> and he wasn't above shooting his own son just because he was pissed about where the Gundams were. And killed his uh his best friend, uh Lachis's father. 
Yeah, it's like he definitely goes in the bad category, but there is at least a bit of a background as to why he turned out as twisted as he did. Yeah, his, his wife didn't run off with the bread man. <laughs> so wasn't something stupid like that. She got nuked by the Earth Man. Yeah. <laughs> she was right. She was standing next to mother and child that day. Shouldn't have been done that in Junior 7. <laughs> so since, since we've already mentioned, now we've got to mention him too, uh, Siegel Klein. Idealistic guy, you know. He, he didn't have the, you know, he, he was, that's like what you said, that's probably what Patrick Zala was before his wife got killed. Yeah. So Un- unfortunately, uh, Siegel Klein, he was he was the dove in a nest of hawks, pretty much. And you know, I wouldn't say that he was too idealistic, but he probably didn't expect that you know his his friend would uh, would kill him. Would go, uh, would go that far? <laughs> yeah, he should have watched Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> he should, yeah. Oh, well, he should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, took, he... took one from the old playbook. <laughs> Maybe he got distracted by all the the recaps and the uh, flashbacks. Oh, damn it. (laughs) We should also, before moving on, uh, I think give a mention to this because it does bear meaning, bear fruit in the series, uh, even though he doesn't show up in it. Al DeFlaga. Oh. Yeah. That's the definition of bad parent. Yeah, bad dad. You mean big boss? Bad dad. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, you filthy inferior spawn of mine. I don't need you. I'll make a clone of myself because you disappoint me, even though you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Good lord. Because you're just a kid. And you you end up being the best pilot in the whole freaking universe. Al DeFlaga. I still think that guy's alive. In some way, shape, or form. Well, I still he, think he's around. If there's another seed, I'm sure Al-Dafloc he is. Al is the space whale. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> if, there's an, if there's another seed, he probably will, because oh. there's probably another leftover clone somewhere. Damn, I hope so. Uh, that would make that show at least somewhat watchable. <laughs> well, you'd need a new writing staff. but oh, God. He, he, He'd be the Place clone that you didn't know was there, just like how with Jurassic Park. Like, hey, there was this other Jurassic Park that was there that you didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe there was this other Jurassic Park somewhere else, too. Yeah. They just Great. keep popping up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that takes us to Destiny, oh. which has loads of parenting issues as oh. well. Goodness. <laughs> we might as well start with um, the Oscars, or, or rather the bits and pieces of the Oscars. <laughs> they dot the landscape. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you can really blame them for anything, except for the fact of not, or not ducking or getting out of the way. I mean, the parenting was spotty at best. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he he was definitely uh, he he was like the Patrick Zala. You could see he was just like some normal kid. Oh man! Until uh, you know, mom, dad, and Maya got uh, you know, basically blown away there. Man, they excelled in cremation. Yeah. <laughs> Give my, those little bits, kibbles, and bits that were oh, left. Give like, my sister a hand. Like sister's arm. <laughs> give that girl a hand. Well, give, give her back her body. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, definitely time. some n- not a. It's hard to say, but I, I think you could put him in the good category. I don't know, unless you guys think of something different. No. Um, on the subject of Destiny, I think this bears mentioning just for its noticeable absence, uh, Kira's adopted dad. Yeah, that too. That's true. He totally does not appear in Destiny at all. You see his mom a little bit, you know, at those points when Kira's just chilling on Earth up until those uh, really inept assassins come to kill Lacus. Yeah. <laughs> and you Did see it. his mom's there hanging out with him and... Uh, Malkio and all the war orphans. But his dad's nowhere to be found at all. Pretty much. Which makes you wonder what, if anything, happened there. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, we'll never know. 
Maybe he got digitally erased. Maybe he was originally there, but he got digitally erased for the final product. Go. I got the got the Moo Helpman treatment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sweet. So to wrap up Gundam, that of course brings us to Double uh, O. All right. Well, one one for Destiny. Uh, parent uh, Talia. Um, oh. oh yeah, that's a bad parent right there. I got <laughs> and she was on. Yeah. And, and, and one phrase moved her from the good parent category. All the way to the bad. <laughs> it's not even that, but it's it's also it, it moved her from like the good character to like the bad. It's like what? Wait, no, it moved her from the I didn't even know she had a kid to she has a kid category. <laughs> that too, yeah. Damn it, man. Because this kid was not mentioned at all throughout the course of the show. She never mentioned it once. No, remember so... it was all flat. It was. You know, they, they talk about how briefly. you know she broke up with Durandal because she wanted to have kids. Yeah. But uh, they don't really talk about yeah. kid until right at the end. She's like, hey, Captain Jiggles, can you go visit my kid who I'm abandoning to go die right now? <laughs> and she's like, sure, I'll see him in the seed movie. <laughs> Whenever that'll be. So, Double uh, O, uh, I believe, Paul, you had a, you had a comment about Double uh, O and, and Setsuna's parents. Uh, they were good people until he killed them. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. They they see normal Middle Eastern people trying to make it in that society and you know just got killed by their son. So um, because he got he got taken in by uh, Ali and the street punks, yeah. the street jihadist who's like, hey man, if you want to join my jihad? You have to become a war orphan. Yeah, <laughs> and you got and you got to cause the war orphaning. You have to become your own war orphan. Yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. So that's. I don't know what else could be said about sets in those parents. Short lived. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So, um, why don't we move on to another franchise now? Uh, let's start with Macross. Start with the original Macross. Gosh, I mean, only only example of parenting I could think of in that show, besides uh, you know Max and M- Miller. Um, would be little uh, Minmay's little cousin, um, Kyle. And I, I want to say Kyle, but um, Kaifun's little brother. Uh, was that his brother in the show? I can't remember now. No. Um, but that little kid, uh, he just ran around unchecked all the time. That, that wasn't even her. That was he, he's just some kid. Oh. He's not. He's not a family member. He's just uh, uh, you know. I'm mixing my. I'm mixing. An, he's a war orphan. For yeah, is, they, you're mixing up because Kaifun's parents are the owners of the Chinese restaurant. Yes, yeah. they were. And I'm, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, Robotech. and what a disappointment their son was, because they seem like cool people. <laughs> well, like you said, though, you, you brought up Maximilia. Um, not exactly the greatest of parents, because when you're flying a baby on the bottom of Valkyrie through space battles, right? Uh, not exactly one of the best things to do. Hey, Amen. But and also, uh, uh, pouring oil on stoves is not a good idea. Either. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But well, I get- but we we do have some other examples of actual parents. Uh, you know, we do see uh, Min May's parents that one episode, and mm-hmm. you we know, do. of course they're the typical sort of like dis traditionalist parents who are disapproving of their daughter's uh, intended career choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little do they know, well, because they die, that uh, their daughter <laughs> saved humanity. Yeah, oh, wow. exactly. <laughs> so I, I I guess they maybe might just fall into the okay column. Maybe the good column. I'm not certain because they're only in that one episode. Pretty much. That's all. That's all they're in. That's that's true. That's when yeah. she goes back to uh, Yokohama, man. Yep. And then you got um, you got old Misa's uh, dad. Misaha says dad, man. That guy, man. 
the admiral or whatever he was. Man, he ugh. not one of the better guys. And, he yeah. w- he seemed all right at first, but you yeah. know when he when he gave uh, Grobel the orders to go back into space, it's like, are you kidding? Grover? Well, but you know, <laughs> also Admiral. Actually, I'm sorry. Ag- Admiral Global, Global. Not, not Grover. Global. I, no, Grover. I'm, just, I'm thinking Global. <laughs> Oh God, I can't, I can't seem to separate Robotech from Macross. What's wrong with me today, man? <laughs> man, when he told the crew, well, the you better by the second segment. I better, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the way um, he ejected him back into space and wanted his daughter to stay—that was a bit, that was a, that was a bit wrong. <laughs> uh, I disagree there because um, you know it wasn't his decision. Yeah, it yeah. was the whole, it was a whole panel of assholes, and yeah. I'm sure he probably got outvoted by all these other guys who were. Just like let's just let this ship die as a distraction, so we can fire our supervillain laser. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the and laser. you know, as far as him using his pull to get uh, Misa transferred off the ship, what would you expect a father to do? Yeah, yeah. it's understandable. <clears throat> and, and you know, you you can tell he you know he did it because he was worried about her. I mean, mm-hmm. who wouldn't be? You know, you know that this ship is being sent to its destruction. Yeah, that's true. You know, you wouldn't you use every bit of pull and authority you have to get your daughter away from there? Yeah, if it was my daughter, I, I guess you're right. I I would have to um, I'd have to, I'd have to try. I'd have to try. I'd have to try to get her off that ship, especially if it's if it's meant to be a sacrificial lamb. Then um, yeah, who wouldn't? To be honest. And the thing is, also their relationship is is different from most families because you know, as as she states herself, you know, she comes from a military family with a long military history. You know, it's a different world from civilians. So, you know, naturally their relationship is going to be different from a lot of these other kids who become accidental robot pilots because these people are the real deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Born and bred. But, so I think uh, we should move on next unless there's any other comments to Macross 7. Oh, yeah. Separated parents. <laughs> we, um, we nominate yet again uh, the, the geniuses. The, the geniuses um, with uh, Mylene and as an example in this series, and um, as as much as I don't like her, she did turn out to be an okay character. Um, and you know, you see, her parents loved her a lot, and as well as their other kids as well. But but yeah. when it comes to Mylene being part of Fire Armor and uh, Sound Force, are mm-hmm. they kind of poke parents? Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. But I mean, they already raised what eight. But kids? then by the same by the same <laughs> token, right? They were. They were they were each one year older than she was when they were fighting yeah. in, in in Space War One, so That's very true. So yeah, maybe maybe they're 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 parenting um a uh, little different. Yeah. yeah the, the parenting is a little different. Heck, they took the first kid into a space battle. And so and <laughs> let's be honest, Milia's what, basically bred from a warrior race. Yeah, she's so um yeah. She doesn't have much hang ups of putting the kids in danger. Yeah. <laughs> By Sixteen, seventeen. It's it's time for your first kill. So, and yeah. and Max is a genius. Yeah, <laughs> literally, pretty much. I know Max has some reservations, but other than that, he didn't seem to. He didn't. Well, because he wasn't. He wasn't thrown from a tube to to, to shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. he's a normal and, human. And and, and 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 Max was a Max was a. He had that bright tiredness to him at the time of seven. <laughs> well, hey, you know, because because this, this is the seventh breath that he's had to put up with. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the eighth kid they raised. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's almost good that he wasn't with Milia anymore. It's like that would only mean more children. Because he, he, he's like, whatever, you want to hang out with uh, Basara and his uh, street musicians? I don't care. 
Yeah. <laughs> I got Captain in to do. <laughs> so I have to I have to go fall asleep inside of this uh, broom closet so that my female bridge staff can molest me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because <laughs> they all got they all the hots for me. Because I'm a genius. As they shoot. Nothing like being a 50 year old man not looking a day over 21. <laughs> so, so uh, to wrap up Macross, uh, we should probably um, hit up everyone's favorite Macross series ever, Macross Frontier. Oh man, Alto's um, dad. Alto. Why don't we start with uh, with uh, the. Uh, the princess himself. <laughs> princess Alto. So, you know, um, you've got um, Alto's dad who very, very much is like the stereotype of the traditionalist guy who disapproves of what his son wants to do. And even though he doesn't have much direct interaction with um, his, his father, you see that uh, his sort of like adopted brother, the stuff that he says, that yeah. their dad says... You kind of see that a lot of it has sort of a ring of truth to it about Alto. That's yeah. true. That's true. As hard as he was on him, you know, it, it, a lot of his words did come to pass. <laughs> but then Alto, you know, is trying to buck um, his father's predictions and 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 forge his own path. So yeah, they're at, they're at odds, and I I can't a hundred percent blame Alto for that. His father wants to induct him in a lifestyle that he doesn't want to be a part of. So you know, he's trying to just you know carry on a tradition that his son is just not all that all that enthusiastic for. Yet he doesn't approve. The lifestyle his son is living, so you know he he's, wants to be a man in his own way. His dad needs to let go a little bit, but and in some cases, as you said, his dad was right about Alto, but not you know jumping on other things and not finishing them. And you know, at least it it pushed Alto to be the best pilot he could be. That didn't make him the best, but <laughs> he made him all right. He didn't like the Kabuki theater, but he sure didn't mind striking the pose that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why there's a ring of truth in what uh, yeah. what his pap said. So it's in the blood, man. It's in the blood. Do we want to mention the Moe blob or, or not? Oh, uh, no, let's not. Did she? Yeah, was she? I guess she was. Um, that was the surrogate father. Yeah, but more like a big brother type of deal. Well, pretty much. Yeah. I guess we're. I guess we'll have to say that for the big brothers topic. Yeah. <laughs> Which will be focused almost exclusively on Macross. Pretty much. <laughs> the senpais. That's where, that's where the best ones are made. I guess we'll do it. You know, we probably do have enough material for a senpai topic in the future. Very oh, true. yeah, definitely. So we have some, uh, a whole bunch of other series we wanted to mention briefly. So uh, I'll just throw it out there. One of these, uh, Dunbine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bad parents everywhere. <laughs> Pretty maybe, much. With a few exceptions. Oh, my God. Uh, let's start with Shozama's parents. Ooh. You're an evil space alien. Get away from us! Ah! <laughs> well, it's funny because there's a shift in dynamic throughout when um, Shozama's parents first show up. You know, his mother called at him all his life while his father was the hard ass on him. And then when you know when he comes back and his mother thinks he's a space alien, she turns out to be a royal bitch. While his dad starts to accept him for who he is and the, and the life he's chosen. So you know, there's there's a little bit of a flip there uh, when it comes to Show. But yeah, they, they could have been better parents. They could have. Um, not have uh, spoiled him so much, and you know maybe Zo- show would have turned out to be you know a bit of a better uh, a better man in the long run. But Neo, what were your thoughts on show? Uh, just the same, you know. Definitely the the flip of the parents. The dad seemed like kind of the hard ass at the beginning, but then when you know Shozama explained to them what was going on, um, you know he kind of flipped, understood more, and then the mom just basically went off the uh, the deep end. So. Mm-hmm. But so uh, 
We should then hit up the, the loofs. What do you think about the loofs? Uh, very dysfunctional. <laughs> so dysfunctional you know, that the mom shot the daughter in the head. So. I gotta say, uh, as bad of a man as Drake Looft was, you could tell that he did love his daughter. Yeah, yeah. he certainly did. That was true. And, uh, you know, he was being cuckolded by his bitch wife who was, you know, off-banging uh, this other guy, Bishot. <laughs> and she was just uh, an evil bitch through and through. Oh. And she never got along with her daughter. And you could you can tell that she views her daughter as, like, an annoyance and doesn't really care that much about her as evidenced by the fact that at the end of the show she shot her in the face. <laughs> yeah. Dead in the forehead, man. Damn. Yep. Damn, I still can't. I can't. I can't erase that from my memory, man. That's, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Dunbar <laughs> and <to> hers. <laughs> man, but yeah, they they definitely topped the list of uh, well, Lusa more 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 um higher than Drake, of course. Top the uh, list of bad parents. God damn. <laughs> so then we have uh, Marvel Frozen parents, aka Cowboy Tex and Jane. Nice. <laughs> they seem fine. They seem like just okay stereotypical Texans. Yeah, pretty much. Or at least the Japanese view of stereotypical Texans. Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious because it's, it's funny. She came from Houston. The dub of Dunbine was done by a studio in Houston, ADV. And when they, te- when they dubbed them, did they have country voices when in the dub, do you recall? I, dude, I, can't, I could not stand watching more than two minutes of Dunbine's dub. <laughs> so I'm not the person to ask about that. Oh, I my God. God. When, when you had uh, Nee Given talking like fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and a bunch of Texans doing really bad uh faux British accents. Yeah. yeah. You must have you must have loved the end of the uh, last episode then when I sampled that that whole scene from Dumbo. <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh my gosh. So no, I I would I would not be the the one to ask about that. Mm. Well, what would that do with anything? They're being depicted by the Japanese. <laughs> I'm talking about in the dub. You know, I wonder if they got the joke. I can't but, remember. But yeah, who, um, who knows? Um, other parents. We've got uh, niece parents who are who seem like normal parents. Unfortunately, just getting killed, killed by, mm-hmm, by yeah. the loops. <laughs> wrong place at the wrong time. You're on the wrong yep. side. And then, um, Speak- along with speaking of wrong side, uh, Keen's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know he, you know he, 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 he dearly cared about his daughter. You know he was, yeah, he, he picked the wrong allegiance to side with. But then again, he did it so that his, his family would be protected. You know he thought he picked, he thought he picked the winning side, and he ended up dying for it. But yeah, but he was cool. He was cool regardless. He, his heart was in the right place, <laughs> <laughs> and then all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, hitting up another one, uh, Code Geass. Now, here's Ooh, a great one. Man. Parents of the year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Let's, let's start, though, with uh, the Kururugis. Now, you gotta wonder. We don't, we don't see too much about Suzaku's dad. Yeah. But you gotta wonder, uh, what kind of a dad was this guy? That his, like, psychopathic 10-year-old son thinks the best way to avoid war is to murder his own father. Yeah. What kind of nut did he raise? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. His kid was just overly passionate. I, I don't know. He, he I, yeah, you're right. We didn't see much of his dad, but I wonder what kind of effect he had on him. He, he did kind of raise his son militaristically, though, don't you think? You know, his, his son grew up knowing like all sorts of uh, martial arts and you know just you know 
probably because every Japanese person knows martial arts, right? Well, and it just looked like his his son was being, you know, fathered in a way where he'd be, uh, he'd follow in his father's footsteps eventually. Yeah, and does it still doesn't make any sense why he would my ten year old son would figure out the best way of avoiding war is to kill me? <laughs> I mean, come on, and hold the whole country. Yeah. F- Ten-year-old kids cannot rationalize politics. That's that's just beyond their ability. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't happen. Or to face to grapple complicated issues of morality of should I kill somebody or not? His kid was well too. Um, his kids was way too informed then. <laughs> Man, his his father so, his father might have brainwashed him. Who knows? And and it just reversed on him. Now, moving on to a set of wonderful parents, no, uh, Charles no. and Marianne. Oh, no, before that, though, the other ones that I think were pretty good is Callan's parents. Her messed up dad who oh. hi- ha- hires, uh, has got his, um, you know, his wife, but because he had to fling with the Japanese chick, hired her as a maid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, not only has it where the, the, the poor girl's got to hide the fact that she's half Japanese, even though she's part of the resistance, and then her mom is, uh, you know, her actual mom is cleaning up doo-doo at her house <laughs> and hooked and, uh, you know, messed up on freaking crystal meth or whatever the hell that stuff was. Refrain. Refrain, yeah. So uh, not exactly the best appearance either. Especially her mom was, a, her stepmom was a real bitch. So now you agree. go to the, the Charles, the, the, uh, the Lamper, or not the Lamperouches, the Britannians. So uh, now, now these people are a real piece of work right there. So uh, where where do we even start with these people? Oh, uh, let's gosh. let's uh, let's start with um, the the affection of Lelouch's through the whole series up until that one episode, mom, because <laughs> uh, he thought she was a dynamite mom up until uh, I forget what episode. She was an evil bitch. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> who who also according to um, you know Amaro and T One's um, handy charts had the biggest rack in the show. Yeah. Did you, wow. Damn. So it's good, good, good that we know that at least. So you know, um, you know, we can't we can't hold her um, too much to account because obviously she's got big boobs. So that yeah. just makes everything better. Yeah. That that may put her in a good column then. <laughs> oh, it puts her in the great column oh, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Damn. <laughs> but no, not, not really. On the mommy scale, not too good. No, she's not. Booby scale, yes. Mommy scale, no. The fact that they were willing to sacrifice their kids just to find um, immortality. And, and, and sacrifice them? Hell, and use them. Use them <laughs> in order to find immortality and use everybody like, practically. Hey, Nunnally, you don't need to walk or see. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just be a puppet for our plans. <laughs> Damn it, man. Yeah. And then Dad. Wow. Where to, where to start on Dad? He kind of almost seems, you know, a little bit, um, he almost, I wouldn't say pity him, but he, you know, he almost seems a little less evil than, than Marianne. Well, the fact, goes, because I guess it's, no, it's he's pro- a dick. Uh, well, it's yeah, pro- he's, he's, he's a, he's a social Darwinist dick. That's true. Of, <laughs> of grand magnitude. The reason why you think that is because you knew he was a dick from episode one. one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, you had all those episodes where Lelouch is like sitting there talking about mommy and, you know, you think she's the best thing since sliced bread and then you find out she's just oh, a horrible person. Jeez. So, yeah, I would say bad parents. <laughs> Definitely. Chart toppers, in, in fact. Jesus. Yeah. But any other um any other shows come to mind? Um well there's one that we definitely have to mention uh yeah. when it comes to families because this is one of the central themes of the show. Mm-hmm. Zone of the Enders. Oh snap. Yeah. That show I didn't watch. Um please, please, please um in- enlighten us. <laughs> well, Zone of the Enders, of course, being um notable in the fact that the protagonist is a 
drunk space trucker in his mid forties who pilots mm-hmm. a pink robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got kind of a dysfunctional family because his wife's like a super hot scientist. Mm-hmm. You know, who's doing all this research and stuff, and uh, was believed to be dead, but actually wasn't. Oh wow. Um. He's got these two adult kids who don't really like him and can't stand him. Right. And, um, you know, they don't get along at all. And his life is just pretty much miserable at the beginning of the series. But then by the end, it's all a happy ending because they find out their mom's really not dead. And then, you know, everyone reconciles. Everyone's happily ever after. So yeah, I saw it a long time ago. I really can't remember that show. Man, well, I, that's cool that it would focus on a, a 40-year-old dude. You usually don't see that in an anime most of the time. No, you usually don't. Yeah, so that, that that's a pretty good example right there. Usually he's the lech. <laughs> usually. Or so oh, we talked about this before, um, Full Metal Panic. Oh, yeah. Sidori's parents, who definitely, that, that is like the, the, the uh, exhibit A of Poke parents. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And also of uh, raising a spoiled bitchy brat. Oh, wait, no, they didn't raise a Spoberchi bat because they're Poke parents. They're not there. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to raise them when you're not there. But let her raise herself. So. <laughs> Into a spoiled bitchy brat. Man. Although she, did, she, did, she does eventually warm up on you somewhat. But, yeah, the, at, at, and for the most part in the beginning, she's not much to be desired at all. And um, you were saying that she does something that, um, that you can't stand in anime? Oh yeah, um, one of my uh, this might have been an episode of uh, when we did something about cliches that annoy us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is one of my top cliches, and Chidori does this pretty much every episode, which <laughs> is, um, but I see in plenty of other anime too, mm-hmm. of girl who has the hots for a guy but isn't with him yet acts very bitchy and jealous and possessive as if he was her boyfriend. Exactly, <laughs> and she is the queen of that. Oh yeah, I'm sure somebody's come up with a term for that on TV tropes, and I'm sure she's probably one of the first examples of it. Jeez. I would imagine. I need to look that up <laughs> and see what it's called. <laughs> so, oh, uh, we talked about this earlier. Earlier, also, uh, Fafner. Oh my yeah. god, the whole damn cast. Just bad, bad parents <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> yeah. Oh Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I mean, some of them were admirable, but I mean, for the most part, they were sending their kids into the to fight a, a battle they couldn't fight. They're sending and their kids to die. They're sending, kids, sending their kids to die for the most part, and most and, of them did. And, yeah, <laughs> especially in, hor- in the uh, that oh. prequel OAV. Oh God, yeah. In horrifying ways, where they all died. Pretty much, yeah. That's just so. a sad state of affairs. Go buying. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the examples um, that I'm sure you guys are are, are the love to death. Though um, one of the greatest uh, examples of bad parenting and just shitty parents overall is um, Shinji Ikari from Evangelion. His oh, uh, we had we had to get. I was gonna probably I was gonna try to use him as the end. <laughs> so thanks for spoiling things as usual. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were saving um, another show for the end, but uh, a, a redeeming show that would redeem you know bad parents. But um. No. But I'm sorry, I, I I jumped the gun. My bad. My bad. Uh, Paul, mm. why don't you tell us your comments about uh, parenting in Evangelion? I'm sure all my comments will be immediately reversed, and troll rage will ensue afterwards once they're said. So, um, no, Gendo, not a good guy. <laughs> not a good guy. Um, not in the slightest. Not in the very slightest, especially... You know, you have a his wife Yui. She seems like a very sweet, very kind, 
wants to raise Shinji and, um, you know, Gendo, the manipulative bastard that he is, is using her to create the Evangelions and she kind of gets killed and, um, or absorbed and, um, you know, basically just sends this kid off somewhere. What is, what is he? Lived with his teachers or something like that? And then pawns him off with, um, a drunken babe who can't keep her clothes on. (laughs) And then, and then sends another little hot, chick down there to live with them so not exactly the bet not 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 exactly the best uh, environment for a guy to uh you know that's already disturbed to uh you know to <laughs> he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't even qualify as a poke parent that's like <sighs> i don't know what you would call him i mean he is just uh and his 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 creepy attachment to like the young lollyish clone of his dead wife yeah oh, and then his, he clones over and over again. And then, and then his, his weird manipulative hate sex that he has with uh, uh, Ritsuko. <laughs> <laughs> who also has uh, mama issues. Yeah, whose mama was banging him too. <laughs> so, whereas his, uh, his old pimp hand is very strong getting the chicks, uh, he's definitely not a good guy to, to uh, end up with. So uh, no, I don't think he would win Father of the Year award. Oh <laughs> no, no. So he's he's chilling with Charles and Marianne right now. <laughs> Some ways he makes them look like oh, um, good parents. Makes them look like amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, two more two more examples to. Uh, before I figure we should close this off. So right. here's an, an example of a not so good father. Um, I'm sure you could agree with me, Paul. Um, Papa Von Musel from Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, selling off uh, on a I'm rose. a drunk. I'm yeah. going to sell off my daughter to the Emperor for gold. Yeah. I'm just going to drink myself to death. Pretty much, yeah. And, uh, you know, basically screw up my kid. That uh, Screw him up so bad that he just wants to rule he the world. the universe. Yeah, that he, and he does. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not exactly uh, a one number parent there, and I guess the other one in that would be uh, Mr. Shenkop, Mr. Absentee, father, yep. <laughs> Mr. Lamb, bam, thank you, ma'am. Oh shit, it's uh, 16 years later, and my daughter. Oh, she looks familiar. Like, hey, you're really hot. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh my. God. I can't have sex with you. Yeah, although he hit, I'm still he, tempted. He hit on his daughter. Yes. Ridiculous. <laughs> she knew him, but he sure in hell didn't know who she was. Wow, so. man. But uh, that's part of the reason why we love Shenkop. So <laughs> he's, a, he's a magnificent bastard. He really is. So he's like the Aldo Rain of of uh, <laughs> Legend of Black Heroes. Nice. <laughs> Pretty much. So well, I think to to close off this segment, since we've um, had so many examples of bad parents, that we should have some pretty shining examples of parents uh, mm-hmm. and. I figure the best example for that is Gal Gygar. Yes, indeed. Yep. Starting with uh, Mamoru's parents. What can you say? They, I mean, and they were his adoptive parents. I mean, he did have parents beforehand, but um, you know, you really didn't get to know them much until um the OVA. And yeah, Mamoru's parents. Uh, they the Amamis were you know they 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 I guess they couldn't have kids, and she wished practically wished for the kid and and he he was dropped into their lap by a giant Space robotic giant lion, robot lion. <laughs> <laughs> like voltron was the stork man yeah. <laughs> that's what you do after you get canceled uh, exactly 
<laughs> but yeah, they you could tell they love their child and um they were like easy going, maybe a little too easy going, maybe they had a little bit of pokey parent syndrome, but See, they weren't so that bad. Go ahead. The thing you have to keep in mind with a lot of super robot shows, especially with brave shows, mm-hmm. is that um you have parents who are just like completely blind. <laughs> yeah. And they have no idea whatsoever that their kids are running around the city hanging out with giant robots. Mm-hmm. Where obviously Mamoru's parents know something is up since a giant robot lion from space delivered them their child. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned before when we talked about Gal Gygar, a lot of uh, super robot parents, but specifically Brave Show parents, mm-hmm. they just seem like background pop. Yeah. Background yeah. props. You know, where his parents, you know, you can see how much they love each other and how much they love him. Right. And that's what really makes their relationship stand out from a lot of shows. Exactly. The, the, the moments where they share, they share, the moments that they share together in the show are, are definitely um, evidence of that. Um, gosh, just, just, just the relationship he has with his dad alone and the fact that they're just, it's, 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 just a, it's one of the most heartwarming things about that show is just the dynamic between the three of them and the fact that they love their kids so much but they're willing to um, let him help to defend the earth. You know, it, it, it may seem silly on paper but, you know, in execution, it's one of the coolest things you ever see in anime. You usually don't see that kind of dynamic in the show, um, especially in a mecha-based show. When yeah, you have, because they're usually just, like I said, background props. Yeah, and, and and you know, usually it's easier to write the fact that the parents are just effed up people than to just write that they're loving parents and they, they do anything for their kid. So I I agree with you, Chris. They're, they're awesome. The Amamis are the shining examples of that. Yeah, I mean, they are the better example of um like we said about Kira's parents and then mm-hmm. Relina and stuff like that you know adoptive parents that really love love their child and um I guess that would bring us to um Guy's dad uh the professor hell yeah ends up being um you know such a great parent he ends up sacrificing himself Mr. Rocket Skates boy so, yeah <laughs> so um you know basically the same thing I mean this is his real son but is doing everything he can to um you know to ensure his son's health after that accident and um you know toting kind of that line of helping save the world mm-hmm. um you know while having that relationship with his with his son and uh trying to get his son basically getting his body back too in the end so yeah you know definitely uh definitely a show of um of good parenting <laughs> so i'm sure dr phil would approve so before we close things off, uh, what's our what's our takeaway here about uh, the roles that um, parents, good, bad, and otherwise, play in uh, mecha and sci-fi shows? Well, if you want a dark story, usually you're going to have bad parents. <laughs> so, um, and if you sometimes have some sniveling kind of pain in the ass protagonist, uh, a lot of times it's due to um, you know, their crappy parenting that they have. But there are some, a few exceptions. But for the most part, it seems. All accidental teenage pilots have some type of uh, parenting issues. Outside of mom won't let me use the car to go to the mall. So and it's like they say: all the best cowboys have daddy issues, <laughs> and all the best trippers have daddy issues. Yeah, it exactly. looks like it. <laughs> so I think uh, I'll let our uh, special guest uh, close us out. So uh, this is Doctor Phil. <laughs> You've been listening to Gundam at Mach M A H Q, whatever the hell it is. I don't care. Um, 
just be sure to visit me at drphil.com and buy all of my books and my audio books and my DVDs. And hey, this isn't about you. <laughs> hey, you ask me on here, I, I got to be a, a, a plug-in whore and plug all my shit. Oh. Look, what and, you, look what you created, Oprah. I blame you. And, you know, just make sure you buy everything, including my, my book of, you know, a fat guy telling you how to lose weight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you think that you're sufficiently screwed up enough, you can come live in my Dr. Phil house and have your messed up life become entertainment fodder and ratings fodder for millions of stupid Americans. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> so stay tuned for more Gundam at MAHQ. Brandon was just a dork who wanted to shoot lightning out of his hands like Gundam Ryu from Street Fighter. So I waved my magic wand and brought this lightning bolt legend out to Hollywood where the nerd always gets the girl. Hi, I'm Mitsugi. And I'm Hatake. And we're the hosts of Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, aaapodcast.com. Listen up, anime fans. Do you find yourself spending tons of money on anime DVDs and merchandise? Wishing you drove a Gundam to work instead of your car? Singing J-pop music in the shower? If you do any of these things, you might be an anime addict. At the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, we have one mission, to turn your anime addiction into an obsession. We entertain our listeners with current anime news, celebrity guest hosts, hilarious discussion topics, and fair, unbiased review on current and past anime. Here are a few testimonials. I used to be a total anime noob. Now I know so much about anime that I can say, Spike was caught riding on a Tachkoma eating Pocky wearing a Hidden Leaf Village headband while looking at a foldout of Revy in a Death Note, and know exactly what that means. Now that I listen to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, I never have to watch a bad anime again. They watch them, so I don't. So visit us at aaapodcast.com and submit anime review requests on our forum and tune in on iTunes so you can always have the latest in news and reviews. So get obsessed with Anime Addicts at the AAA. And remember, we're here for you. Greetings, I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theater. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you? At tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes Pretentious Internet Theater. Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every goddamn word I have to say! All right, everyone, welcome back to uh, Gundam at MAHQ. So concludes episode 61, and this is uh, was just a one-segment uh, episode here. And uh, we had our special guest uh, host, uh, Dr. Phil, and uh, he, he was talk t- uh, we talked with him about the, uh, the state of parenting in Mecha Series. 
And, uh, of course, um, this is uh, the Soulbro full episode. He Soulbro's back. Uh, the anti-Soulbro, um, you know, he's not here. So um, I guess this will be low ratings on this one. Because everybody loved it when the anti-Soulbro was Everybody here. did, man. Yeah. I was gone, and people were just like, Oh, my God, Austin's there. Oh, man. <laughs> you wanted it. You got oh, it. But, uh, man, there you go. But, um... Chris. Well, hate, hate like a fine wine is best enjoyed sparingly and in moderation. <laughs> it is, definitely. Sip slowly. <laughs> Chris, uh, any MHQ news or anything before we move on our way here? Uh, nothing in particular. Uh, some new, new stuff coming uh, hopefully pretty soon to the site. Uh, still working on getting a lot of stuff uh, converted and pushing new content. So Just keep checking, I guess. Just keep checking. All right. Solbro, any, any news on the Street Fighter front? Um, oh, there's always news on the Street Fighter front, but I, I won't I won't bore y'all with that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. But um, I just want to give a thank. I want to thank uh, Chiaki and Mitsugi from the a, uh, the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Uh, I was just on their show last weekend, and they just posted up the episode this weekend. So by the time this episode goes up, you can go over to um, aaapodcast.com and check out that episode where I talk with them about several different animes, and we also. Just, just rap about the news and such, and they, they were really great hosts. Uh, aren't you, Mister Podcast, getting around town? Hey, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a podcast whore. What can I do? What can I say? <laughs> but thank you, you guys you for having. You said it. I was thinking it. <laughs> thank you for having me on, you guys, and um, look for, look for them to be on our show very soon as well. And um, other than that, uh, of course, peep the websites. Head on over to mahq.net. The, um, the Mecha and Anime Headquarters. Also head on over to Gundam.net where you can find the latest episodes of Gundam and also liner notes on, on those episodes. Mechatalk.net for the official boards for MAHQ.net and you'll also find Gundam's official board there. And for all our other links to our social networking sites, head over to Gundam.net. As mentioned before, you can find us on iTunes as well. And other than that, any anything else left to add? I just want to thank uh, Emperor Palpatine for all the help he's been providing me for these last couple of weeks for all the things that I've been going through. <laughs> and always remember uh, Bernie's Lament on YouTube. We want it. We want to get the hits yeah. up to a million. You do? We do. Man, is that that's, 30, is that's that thirty-two thousand? That's the whole thing. Is that thirty-two thousand? I don't know how it got so high. <laughs> I do. <laughs> In comparison to my other videos, Chris, do you, do, you, do you, can you take a guess of why Bernie's Laments got oh so many my views? God. Because somebody posted the link to it on Nambla. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is sickening. I didn't know about that. <laughs> I was thinking it was because of us, but but yes, we, we need to get bad. it to a million hits. <laughs> but um, well, we'll be back in a few weeks with episode 62. Uh, we'll see you later. Good night. Get a date and some giant alien robot has to ruin it. Uh, not that I don't get a lot of dates. Gundam at MHQ is a Shinjuku station in the MHQ production. This is the best elevator music I've ever heard. Tragedy in the heartland today, as a 17-year-old honors student burned alive after being hit by an out-of-control speeding car. A grisly death only TV host Glenn Beck could deserve. According to police, a car driving over 70 miles per hour in a 25-mile-per-hour zone struck young Rebecca Bunton as she was bicycling down a quiet street in Olathe, Kansas.
shattering her rib cage and not Glenn Beck's, tragically pinning her legs, not his, to a retaining wall. Calvin Dale lives just a few blocks from the scene of the accident. I heard screaming, and I thought it was just someone doing an accurate impression of Glenn Beck talking normally, but then I saw the smoke. EMT Craig Anton was first on the scene. I jumped out of the ambulance and I ran to the wreckage to make sure that uh, the victim was still breathing or else was Glenn Beck. At this impromptu vigil, friends said Rebecca was a lively girl with a bright future. A good friend who hated Glenn Beck and loved to dance. She was just a normal kid. She wasn't some fat, dumb Mormon face who should have drank herself to death when she had the chance. She was so beautiful, she didn't even have little pig eyes. Among those expressing their grief and confusion was the victim's mother. There is no harder thing than to have Glenn Beck outlive your child. I would give anything for this to have happened to Glenn Beck instead. Glenn Beck. The terrible tragedy hits especially hard following the Rottweiler mauling of someone besides Glenn Beck in Milwaukee yesterday and the revelation that Glenn Beck was not the man trampled to death at a street carnival in Rio de Janeiro Sunday. Moving on, Reebok has introduced a line of full-body sneakers.